3, 2, 1. Perfect. You guys that. know Russian. I don't know if I proved that. Yeah, we all know Russian now. <laughs> I couldn't tell if we were on one or two. <laughs> yeah, so, just like just so, feel it in your soul. So three is three. Yeah. So it's just three. Yeah, three. Yeah. yeah they must have stole that from us, huh? <laughs> How dare they? Of course. I love How just like taking anything like, that sounds similar in to English. Every like, European language, three just sounds like three. There's some probably some, like, math theorem behind it of, like, why three is a sacred number in all in yeah. all nationalities. Yeah, the rules of three, yeah. I don't know. It's got to be something. Latin's also a thing. That's also a thing. Yeah, yeah. but, like, Russian is, <laughs> not a la- is, Russian is not a romantic language. Ooh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, words. romance language. My bad. Romance. Roman. That's such a sick name for a group of languages, like the romance language. Like I remember as a kid being like, I'm gonna have to learn the romance languages. Like, <laughs> this is how I talk to girls. It's like, like sure, if you don't speak work. Italian or French or Spanish, you just can't find love. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it it's works. True. I remember learning French and being like, This is gonna be really hard to flirt in. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Like <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Oh God, let's get into it. I'm fucking down, man. I'm fucking down. Yeah. This has been crazy. I we're gonna get to a little bit of gaming news, but before we do, I want people to answer this question. Did in your eyes, did Mass Effect during this last section, did it deliver? Yes, no. Did it land for you? Did it build? Did it crescendo? Did it hit? Let's do a little let's do a little quick circle. We'll start with people who haven't actually played this game. Uh maybe James, what about you? Uh yeah, I like this section. I thought I thought it it did a good job. Nice. Yeah. So anything to add on that? Thought it did a good job. Only complaint was that the game really forced me into the Ashley Williams romance plot, and I was trying my damnedest not to play into that. Really? <laughs> I avoided game- all romance in this game because I didn't feel like talking to people. <laughs> It was oh, the yeah. perfect. It was the perfect social distancing playthrough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she talks too close to your face, and she tries to kiss you. You're like, "Excuse me, no." I didn't even oh, get man. that far. I I literally I didn't. All I'll say is that there's just that. a lot of cringe in Ashley oh. Williams's lines that she says post coitus, where she's like, "That takes a new meaning to." Drop down and give me twenty, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Damn, twenty <laughs> out, just... dude!" That's and awesome. then you can do the you can do the dialogue option of like, "Let's make it 40. and I was like, "No, I'll just say that was wonderful." <laughs> <laughs> I should go. I yeah, exactly. Twenty pumps and you're done. <laughs> I love. I don't know if we have the footage for this, but I love all the I should goes that fucking Shepard does. Like that's really what we should oh be recording. God. The makeup's funny and all, but it's just him, just like someone pouring out their fucking soul, and he's just like, yeah, uh huh. I should go. <laughs> just, yeah. I should. Uh, I should really be going. Oh, that it's like yeah, it's so great. Like when Ashley Williams is like, she's like expressing her regrets over the fact that I chose Caden to die over her. And I was like, well, that was a misclick on my part, but I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> like, I love that that's she, like the narrative that but you also have in she's your fight like, But she's also like all PTSD written and be like, this is so all my fault. Fuck. And I just said like, I should go. So she's like pouring out her heart <laughs> being like, I don't know if I can recover from this. And I was like, I should go. And she's like, 
oh, we'll, we'll, we'll meet each other in the bunk later. And I was like, no. <laughs> Will we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like getting to the point where you just wish you could put your own like thoughts into the video game so you could explain to her the real situation. She's like, oh my God, like, why did you choose me? Like, it, I don't think it made sense for the mission. And you're like, just to clarify, I care so little about both of you that I actually misclicked and didn't really, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like, sorry. Technically, Caden should be where you're standing right now. Actually, I was expecting Caden to be in my bunk right now, but yeah. you're here. So I was is... expecting to give Caden 20. Yeah, exactly. Caden gave me 20 earlier, and then I killed him off, which was very strange. I thought he, yeah, it was just one of those, like, I didn't think the crew was ready to hear that story. But yeah, okay. Um, cool. So what about... I guess I'll just jump in quickly and say that, yeah, for me, this game fucking delivered at the end. I was like, holy shit, is this an old? I mean, obviously, it's an old game and you can see it throughout. But there is something here where I was like, this is nice. Like, I would say from Vermeer to here to the end was just like, this might be like pretty darn good. Like, I'm impressed. So that's awesome. What, did you, what about you guys, people who've played this a million times? Like, is is there any <laughs> excitement left for you? The others. <laughs> what? The others, you're just like, yeah, what about yeah. you two fucks who play this game too much? Well, Gabe, you literally said to me the other day, like, yeah, I started all three of my characters in Mass Effect 2 right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and I just started like, I a fourth. Let's go. <laughs> I just I can't <laughs> deal with it. That's so crazy. Good for you, man. Good for you. Just Thanks, get the man. research in. Get the research in. Well, it's more like I play one character through thoroughly, and then the other three, I'm like, all right, skip every whatever. <laughs> Reasonable. Um, but yeah, no, I I love this game. It's obviously yeah, it has its you know its issues, but I I do think the ending especially is like pretty wild. And it was the first time like playing a playing a game, I had like these really tough choices where I was like, oh shit, how can a game ask this of me? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and we will get to those. Matt, similar. What do you think? Yeah, I would say definitely lived up to the hype, and uh, I'm excited to play the other two because of it yeah it had a lot of faults but um still really fun game yeah like especially after the beginning where i I, i'm gonna be honest with you man i didn't think this game was gonna like especially the way you guys sold it too like oh man mass effect one's kind of janky everyone knew that and i kind of knew that too i was nervous there was gonna be nothing here but after the first section but that did not appear to be the case there was stuff here so that's cool oh yeah no if there had been nothing i would have been like no let's just start it too (laughs) yeah (laughs) Fair enough. Hmm. So let's jump into news real quick. Uh, so just like quick headlines here. U.S. spending on video games just hit a new quarterly record. Does that surprise any of you? No. <laughs> nope. That, that was expected uh, based on the everybody is at home with nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually, has that been true for us? I'm actually super curious because like I, I personally haven't spent a lot of money on games right now, but I might be like at a breaking point of Mass Effect meeting with Valorant somewhere in the middle of just, like, no more time. But has anyone else so, been spending a ton of time and money on games? I think that the more intense of a gamer you are, the more likely you are to just play one game for most of your time. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, And, I mean, there's some that play a variety of games, but, like, I mean... I mostly played games that are at least partially free for the past three months. Like Warzone mm-hmm. is free. I played a lot of other aspects of Call of Duty, Call of Duty and that cost me 60 bucks. But uh, 
I mean, you can just play Warzone for free. And then uh, Valorant is uh, my new life. So that's also free. Um, and I then, yeah, I mean, I mostly just... Now. What? You understand now? I said I completely understand why that could be your life now. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I feel bad Oh yeah, him, though. Because I don't Zoe actually see how Zoe played Valorant can... with us last night and uh, was awesome. Oh, true. So that's cool. Good job, Zoe. Yep, there were many of misplaced walls and many of face-checking corners that yeah quickly died on <laughs> oh i love the term face checking to tr- I, it should translate between league and fucking valorant i haven't heard it in valorant but like now that you say it that's exactly what happens when people just come around the corner with their face <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's like dick forward type walking yeah but like yeah. in valorant just like you're just like looking at the ground <laughs> hopefully not yeah it was funny. I will I was say, gonna, though, like, yeah. we were playing last night, and I was like, oh, we've probably played about, like, two or three games. And I look at my match history, I'm like, oh, shit, we've played six. Yep. Yeah. That <laughs> happened. <laughs> Dude, they went by quick. It was crazy. After, like, three games, I was like, do you guys want to take a break? And everyone's like, I guess, if you want. And I was like, well, I, I really do have to go to the bathroom. But it was like, other than that, like, it was, there was no stopping us. Um, I was yeah. going to introduce that, like, this might be a low-key episode because I think we're all just fucking exhausted from six games of Valorant, like, all the way until the fucking wee hours in the morning. But, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, how about, okay, I'll hit you with another headline. Gabe, this one's close to your heart. Club Penguin Online shuts down after <laughs> receiving a copyright claim from Disney. <laughs> oh, my God, really? From yeah. who? And Elena's personal note is, from so Disney? sorry to hear about this, Gabe. My heart goes out to you and your community. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> She knows me so well. Right. How long what has it been since Disney you've logged own? into Club Penguin, Gabe? Uh, truth be told, I have never, ever looked into Club Penguin other than the memes. Uh, okay, got it. Um, but there are a lot of dank memes. I thought that that game shut down a while ago, right? That's yeah, no I idea. Thought. So the wait, so me this too. is so Club Penguin Online, one of the largest Club Penguin fan servers, shut down Friday. So maybe oh. online is like a distinction. Oh, was Club After the Penguin Disney, owned by Disney? Maybe, yeah. maybe. So this might be like a World of Warcraft like vanilla servers oh. thing going on. I mean, I don't know. And trust me, we're right. as fuck. But we're just saying it, stupid shit we saw on the internet. So that's what it could be. That I mean, or maybe it's just the forum where like all the memers go to post their racist club penguin stuff dude seriously did you see the did you guys see the speed run of quickest club penguin ban (laughs) 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 i have not seen that but that sounds hilarious it's um high level i am doing some like like, research and it is actually called the original was called disney's club penguin so yes it was sponsored by disney but now there's club penguin rewritten which now has a disclaimer at the bottom that is a fan-made recreation of club penguin and is not affiliated with the walt disney company it just shows a picture Uh. of fucking goofy with like a he's like hung or something you know just like there's like x's (laughs) in his eyes just like no disney here um, <laughs> okay, don't geez. even think about that. It. Would get them a copyright claim for using goofy His likeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. you're right. This um, is why I'm not in PR. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard when you're up against Disney. Um, yeah. I mean, also Toontown. Oh, I love Toontown. I fucking loved Toontown back in the gate the day. Excuse me. Oh my god. Back in the gate. Back in the no, what? no. God um, damn it. God, you people. It was just uh, some uh, some college friends 
like started playing Toontown in college and convinced me to join. Uh, and so I created a character and named it Thalosaurus <laughs> just to see if it would get past the censors. And it did. Uh, and so that's interesting. Apparently their censors are bad at their job. <laughs> or that's, I mean, I guess so what you're trying to tell us is you took it seriously from the start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then I played it for like maybe an hour and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a bad game uh, when you're older than like 10. Um, I think I was 25 at the time, but yeah, yeah. It's like- Nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> um, no, dude, I played, it was one of the earlier MMOs that I played. Like like Ben Lapidus, yeah, I think, got yeah, me into yeah. that. Matt, do you remember that yeah. at all or no? Is that, were you part of that? Uh, I don't really remember. Okay. Okay. There was just some weird fucking MMO shit going down. Like, cause like, like Ben's fucking um, dad was an MMO. It's like two. Yeah. And you remember that? Yeah, I do. I, re- I remember Ben and you playing it a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever really played it though. Okay. Well, fair enough. So that's the depth of our knowledge on that department. Um, yeah. Final one here is <laughs> Evo Online. So they're canceling Evo, Evo which is a fighting game tournament, uh, specifically oh. a multi-game tournament so a bunch of tournaments put all together it's the premier fighting game tournament yeah which is hilarious i i i guess like i don't know much about fighting games tournaments because i guess i only watched like soul caliber and everyone was like why are you watching soul caliber and i was like i don't know i think it's kind of cool. <laughs> we know why you're watching soul Calibur. okay no <laughs> yeah right no <laughs> just because there's a nude mod and it's really easy to download and i have a 4k tv doesn't mean okay doesn't mean Plus, you don't need the the nude mod. Half the characters no, they're close yeah. stick straight game, to their you body. No, in that game, you do not need the nude mod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, after we got defensive here, why don't we get into fucking Mass Effect? I'm down, you guys. This was fun. Okay. So, wait, I'm were not those the say... only things? That was the, the only on the piece list? of news. Actually, well, so you're right. You're right. There's one more piece of news, and I'm me? gonna just randomly get Zoe's hot take on this. And if she doesn't know anything, that's fair enough. But I got blasted. With this League of Legends fucking TMZ story about uh, Lena from TSM talking about... Oh, my You know what I'm talking God. about? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Do you want me to set it up or do you want to set it up? Uh, I mean, well, what, how, do you, how is it... How is your portrayal of it, I guess I will say? <laughs> well, because there's a million portrayals of it and that's kind of the thing. Well, I mean, I got it from clearly one, like, colored perspective. But I don't personally have any dog in the race. But it's basically like there's a clip that was running around the internet of Lena, which is the president of operations at TSM. And she just was basically TSM being a League of Legends organization and other esports, but started in League of Legends. Uh, and she's just talking in the background of Double Lift Stream, uh, a League of Legends player, about, uh, was it like, was it Darshan? No, no, it was Darshan. It was Dardoch, Dardoch. another you. League of Legends player. Yeah. And basically, I keep thinking Darshan, which I hate that that he switched his name from Darshan, but okay, fine. He went back to Zion Spartan, don't worry. Did he? Oh, that's, yeah. what a redemption story. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, well, sorry. Well, he's still in Academy, so I don't know how much of a redemption it is, but God. Anyway. Fair, fair. Okay, keep focused. But anyways, uh... Dardock, the player, like basically she was just said like in the back of Double F stream, like, oh God, like it's not my fault that like no one wants to pick up this player. Like, like we're trying to sell him essentially. And so that basically just shatters his negotiating power, you know, his right. ability to get other teams to pay him that good salary. Because once they realize that he's 
not necessarily damaged goods, but at least goods that people don't necessarily want. They can lower, they can lowball basically. So caused a lot of damage in theory, probably realistically outside of in theory. But then after that, of course, is just the drama machine that just comes into the esport and hits it from a million angles. So I don't know. That's the angle I saw it from. Maybe that's not even an angle. What, what did you say? I mean, the whole issue with it is just the conflict of interest, right? Because Double Lift is now a player on TSM. He is essentially Lena's employee. Right. And so this is like you being in the same room as your boss, as your boss is kind of like negotiating another one of your coworkers' salaries like right in front of you. Oh, sorry, Asterisk, crucial detail. Doublelift and Lena are dating. And that's why oh, they're yeah. in the same oh, room. Oh, yeah, I and, knew and it. also you're, you're dating, yeah. <laughs> I knew that had to come into it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, sorry about well, that small detail, I forgot. Well, so <laughs> I, I guess the, the controversial part about this was that when Doublelift got traded to TSM, now keep in mind, okay, so Doublelift used to play like for- three years ago or something, right? Yeah, back he's but this he is used new, to play though. for TSM. He then got traded to Team Liquid. This season, he was on Team Liquid, living in the same, you know, apartment or condo as the president of TSM, Lena, who he's dating. And so there was already a little <laughs> oh, bit of this, okay. like, yeah, all right, this is a little bit weird, like, but they were like, don't worry, it's not a conflict of interest because, like we're we keep work and personal life separate and it's like well yeah like people are gonna date other people in the scene like it's inevitable like we trust you guys soon like double lift just starts losing motivation to play on team liquid he starts like bad mouthing his teammates there's a, a bunch of motivation issues and then suddenly this whole thing pops up of double lift gets traded to tsm as their hmm. new ad carry which then people are like all right so the president of tsm happens to live with double lift and now he suddenly gets <laughs> traded to tsm this is conflict a of interest bit. huh but I, but I actually think <laughs> from an esports perspective there is like an interesting wrinkle of actually double lift has done great on tsm in, in the past and tsm is doing particularly poorly at least that's the reports that i hear i don't but he closely. left tsm in very bad blood oh, like three years ago was the was the other thing was so it, it was really like oh. three years ago holy fuck yeah three he's years left ago. a lot of teams in bad blood dude he exactly. talks yeah. shit, doesn't he he's yeah, like he the village bicycle he's been on like five <laughs> different teams yeah but yeah, yeah. so he he suddenly gets like to be a part of TSM. So like, okay, so wait a minute. Now we have the president of TSM and the TSM 80 carry living together. And they're like, nope, like we said, we keep work and personal life separate. Like this will not be a conflict of interest. The league reviews it. However, they did not review it from the point of view of like, they did not take into consideration the relationship, but the league did review the trade and they were like, we do not see this being, you know, out of bounds. We will approve this trade. And so now, Doublelift is streaming, and you hear the president of TSM talking about trade negotiations in the back of his stream, which yep. is an issue, because now you have somebody who's talking work in the premise of another person who's, you know, streaming to thousands of people. Yeah. And I think, but the, I think the thing that takes the cake, though, is that Lena's explanation to this was, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I always talk, like, I, I talk a lot about work in front of double lift in the past the problem was his sound gate on his microphone yeah, or the true. sound gate on his lenovo computer yes. was turned up too high so it caught my speech yeah. so then people are like oh my god so you've been talking about work in front of him in the past yeah this is she not a one-time occurrence hasn't been a problem before which is like not the right 
way of approaching that concept. Right. <laughs> I didn't get caught before. And to, just to clarify, <laughs> Lenovo is a sponsor of theirs. And the reason why he had this new Lenovo PC is because they sponsored and they switched. So, like, the first thing she does is she's like, I fucked up. But to be fair, it was our sponsor's fault. And, like, she, obviously, like, she didn't say it like that. But she did implicate their name, at least, in this whole drama. And so then instantly edited that out, being like, whoops. And it's just, like, the whole thing has been kind of... Harry, the point is, least, TSM right? needed to use a PR person, or at least consult a PR person, like, immediately after that leak happened. But then you just have, like, the president, and then you have Reggie, who's, like, the CEO, and they're like, I got this, guys. I'm gonna write a twit longer. And it just yeah. makes the situation so much worse. So it's just, like, take a deep breath, sit down with somebody, write out a statement, run it through your pr like jesus christ plus i don't know like i heard i read the statements because i was like all right fuck it if we're in the drama we're in the drama so i read some of the statements and it's like they do apologize Just to start off but like call, it's period. like the They're seventh thing on all of their minds point. it's like i want to apologize to tsm fans and like you know my peers even and like fucking i think my mom and it's like also i hope darduck is okay and he, this dude's like fuck my career like millions <laughs> what are you talking about what the fuck and they're like well we've See, always been good to players in the past Sorry, go on. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, well, at least how Reggie approached it, though, Reggie approached it was people are just mad because Lena's a woman and they don't like the yeah. fact that there's a woman yeah. president. And I was like yeah. face palming just because I'm like, no, you do not start to become an advocate of women, like women, just because Reginald, of all people. Yeah, that's a, a little new- bit rough coming from Reggie. but it's also like you don't get to use that as a scapegoat of like look we respect women here it's like no that's not a scapegoat for the horrible pr issues you guys are having right now this is not about the fact that she's a woman sure there's some people out there who are being nasty and being like this is what happens when women are in esports but a majority of people are just really upset with this whole situation at hand not dealing with gender but yeah I digress. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, so that's what I was curious about. I was like curious, because like basically they, they, they did do a PR move, which is to start a pity party about how they're getting harassed. And like, they probably yeah. are, to be fair, getting harassed. Like, that's super fair. But also like, that's probably also not new. Like, that's probably not the changing factor here. You know what I mean? Like, that's just something they want to note now because it's in their favor. But R- right. the funniest yeah. take that I heard was someone describing Reggie's fucking uh, twit longer as the same shit he used to do back in the day on Twisted Fate, where he would teleport in and then just blue card instead of gold card on accident, and it didn't help the situation at all. He would just feed. And I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly what's happening. He teleported in and fed. That's exactly what's happening. Holy shit. Oh, my God. So that makes me happy. Um, I feel like the reason that he's not in charge of that organization anymore is because of shit like this as well. It's like... He just does not help. He's not in charge, rough quotations, because for some reason I keep on hearing that Reggie's has like a lesser leadership role in TSM, yet when another thing happens, Reggie's always at the forefront of it. So I'm like, yeah, is he gone? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I don't think the scapegoat. <laughs> and, and if you saw, they're like, like they're like, we need, okay, Reggie, time to bring in the big guns. We need you to post something. <laughs> you, you need to handle this. And he's like, all right. I, I got you, this, guys. Don't worry. I need you to say in one of your headers, like, potential conflict of interest, when clearly it's just a conflict of interest with a potential outcome, you know? Like, I just yeah. need you to say some shit now, Reggie. Yeah, I think you're on yeah. something, Matt. Maybe he's a tool that they use. Maybe he's, like, the, the PR wing. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways. The, the, 
let's just have this be a Reggie issue and not a brand issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Reggie is, I think, everything that's right and everything that's wrong about TSM, like all in one. And I and think that's just you what know you have that, to accept. You know that he decided on the name Reginald because he thought that people would hate being like playing against somebody who was name was Reginald in game. He decided that that was the most toxic name he could choose. <laughs> this is I just pure choice. facts That's, that are getting spaded. His, his name is not Reginald in real life. He just chose that in League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that is not an uncommon con- occurrence. Last time I, I don't recall the guy's name being incarnation, but you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. fair yeah. enough. No, but it's just, it's just funny. It's like, Reggie is so cavalier and so, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, just, like, he's cavalier in a way of, like, did you think before you said that or did you just say that? Um, And I think that's exactly what made his calling style actually really effective in early league is just, like, he was just fucking moving fast um, and making decisive plays. But also, like, it just looks really strange from a PR perspective after the fact. But... Like, there's no denying he's built an absolutely beautiful empire on the back of it. So it's just like he has all those say, things wrapped up, right? Really mm-hmm. off the cuff and really fast is not how you want to approach public relations when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> So true. Yeah, oh, not God. not when you actually have a multi-million dollar corporation. Valued yeah, at 400 million recently. So exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's uh, getting in on the ground early. Uh, and good for him. Well, yep. and he runs it kind of bro-esque. I don't know if he still does, but he used to back in the day where it was like, yo, this is my posse. You know what I mean? And I think that got him all the good and all the bad. So there yeah. you go. Um, cool. Let's move on to the <laughs> other uh, piece of esports gaming news, which is Mass Effect. And <laughs> got it. Nice transition. Flawless. <laughs> esports. Nailed it. Gabe, do you want to take us through this section? I didn't prep you to do that, but do you want to just like take us through the section, some of the decisions, some of the points? I is uh, it true that sure, you know? sure. Uh, yeah, so we finished last section with Vermeer. I'm remembering that correctly. Yes. Yep. Correct. Yeah. We got, okay. We basically got to the Citadel. I'm not even sure if we were supposed to get to the Citadel, but I got to the Citadel, and they were like, "You're fucking grounded, Shepard," and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> shit." <laughs> Um, Shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. So this section was pretty much just. It was yeah, being grounded on the citadel, um, and having to escape from that and go go rogue essentially, to then going to Ilos, uh, to kind of finish the fight, so to speak, catch Dude, up to Saren. Real. It actually had some real mm. Halo vibes. But we'll get to that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you right. Didn't it? Yeah, Am right. I not this bullshitting? whole game? So. So, can we talk about how this game is literally just Halo's story? Halo's story? Yeah. Oh. Like, the entire backstory of these of this game and Halo are exactly the same. Is that true? There's I don't know the Halo story race. well enough, but... No, no, no. So, so, there's an ancient race. In this game, it's called the Protheans. In Halo, I don't know. They built the Halos. I don't know what their name is. The Protheans. The, <laughs> the Protheans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Protheans. Same um, universe? No, they're called the Forerunners. Ba- the right. Forerunners, okay. that's okay, right. Cool, and cool. like pro means before, so it's same. It's the same thing. Um, they uh, encountered an ancient evil, um, which looked like it was going to wipe them out. Uh, in Halo, they built the Halos in order as like 
weapons to destroy the it's the flood right i yeah i haven't yeah. really played through the halo but the protheans <laughs> like tried to do that they created some devices to try and destroy the reapers um they got wiped out and now like these modern races are like picking up the pieces and also encountering this same ancient evil and trying to use these ancient devices to once again uh destroy them i it's just like exactly the same concept to me it's captivating oh, storytelling. Sexy, <laughs> it's true. Halo doesn't have yeah. sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it should, though. But it does have Master Chief. So, I mean. It's true. It's the same thing. <laughs> Master Chief. And they also have, back? like. I won't. They also have VI, like, see-through women. Okay. You know? So there's that as well. There's a lot of connections oh, here. Man, They're also Cortana. in space. You know what you're saying. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, Gabe. I think you're might, you might be the Halo scholar of our times. Is this a fair connection? Do you think? Uh, I mean, there's definitely similarities. I wouldn't say they're exactly the same, but there are definitely similarities. Okay. I'm trying to... About- I can't remember if... I'm going to be embarrassed by this, but I can't remember if the Flood were created by the Forerunners or if they're their own thing. Okay. But, yeah. It's basically like, I think that the, the Flood were like a thing that was going to terrorize the galaxy, so the... Were the Reapers created by the Protheans? No. 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 No, the okay. the no, Reapers have been, they're their own entity. They've been doing this for like pretty much since time began. Yeah, and in okay. fact, if you ask, uh, it's funny, you're asking the VI like all these questions. It's like, what do you want to know before you go on your adventure? And you're like, okay, well, fuck it. I'll rattle off some things. Like, what about this? They're like, nice. Here's an answer. What about this? Nice. I have an answer. Why do the Reapers want to do this? They're like, why the fuck do you care, bro? We don't know. Yeah. Like, they're fucking crazy. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of like that because you can kind of argue that's like lazy storytelling. Or it's like, why do they want to do this? It's like, it transcends your understanding. But it's also like, it's probably realistic, <laughs> you're <too> though. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. You're too stupid to get it. Yeah. Plus, like, I think that I think it's totally legit to be like, we don't fucking know, dude. They're just after us, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone you talk to, to Sovereign, you're like, why are you doing this? He's like, bitch, I don't got to tell you shit. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Oh, God. So then, wait, should we start with the very first thing? I just want to, like, know how people went, like, about the, the grounding on the Citadel. Because, like, they were kind of like, they give you this classic, like, thing that was, I think, way more prevalent in older games. I mean, I don't see it as often in, in new games. But, like, you know, where they're just, like, uh, in whatever video game language they could possibly tell you, uh, you're not going to go any further than this and do your side quests. So, like, are you down to go crazy? And you're like, okay, I'll think about it. Did anyone sit there and be like, it's time to clear my quest log? Or they were like, fucking YOLO, we out here. Because, like, the story's building and shit, right? The pacing is, like, fucking intense. You're maybe about to, you know, have fucking, you know, your fucking Sergeant Anderson, whatever the fuck, do crazy shit to get you out. Like, what What about, did anyone just sit there and be like, now's the time to hit side quests? I did a couple uh, short <laughs> ones. Hell no. <laughs> I was behind last week. I wasn't about to spend hours doing side quests, especially after Zoe was like, yeah, these side quests are a waste of time. So, um, not all of them. But like we said last week, the lunar one is actually valuable, but I think it's the only valuable one. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. there's a couple big ones, but other than that, they're just kind of carbon copies. So I I knew that I had already done the ones I wanted to do. So I was yeah. like, all right, let's go. Let's and I actually I knocked out <laughs> the rest of the game within like 
probably two hours of ending our last podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the elephant in the room, right? Holy yeah. fuck, did we split this up poorly? Like, holy shit, from a time perspective. From a, uh, I mean, it worked out. I mean, if we all waited to do the side missions, like, at the end, sure. I was just... The thing was, I wasn't okay. sure when the game was going to start barring me from actually completing side missions. So when I arrived at the Citadel and they grounded my plane, I had, like, five side quests like still to do pending in my ui and i was like fuck 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 i want to like i want to complete these so i i don't know i kind of didn't even realize that the whole citadel chapter of your flight being grounded like i didn't realize that was a full chapter i just thought that was kind of like a happening so i don't know i immediately went to anderson i was like anderson get me out of here and anderson's like okay i'll fight for you and it's like cool all right well i gotta go to this one obscure planet on the far reaches of the galaxy <laughs> oh there's God. a hostage yeah. i've gotta save <laughs> you're like anderson i need you to punch adina and then we're gonna fly across the galaxy to help someone with like getting a cup out of their top shelf. Yeah. Exactly. There's a guy guy who wants to find his brother. He thinks his ship is somewhere out there. Sure, he could do it himself, but, like, I've got the manpower, so whatever. But, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't see the Citadel's choice as being much of a choice just because I was, like, Captain Anderson feels disgraced. He's failed himself before. He wants to prove himself. Yeah, you sure, dude. You go out there, you distract him, you punch Udina for me because Udina fucking deserves it, that piece of shit. And then also I was just like, if you die in the process, you'll die in glory and you'll appreciate it. And so I never really sat there pondering that, that, uh, that choice all that much. I was just like, yeah, no brainer. Anderson, go. (laughs) Get it done, friend. Did anyone choose a, Mm. a stealth military fucking situation? Stealth and military? It was either breaking into the office or it was like fucking, oh. you know, sneak around where there's guards and shit, right? Yeah, it was like sneak into CSEC and do it. So ain't nobody said that, right? I did that oh, in the past. No. Um, I happens? didn't do it this time, but he, I mean, he sneaks in and does it. I think he gets like shot, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't die. <laughs> he just gets like shot it. in like the arm or the leg or something. Yeah. I didn't want to do that to my boy. Because yeah. how epic was it when he punches that guy? You're like, we fucking out here. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Oh god, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Like the pretense is set up. It's like for the choice because it's either like, yeah, I could either uh, like sneak into head of security through all the cops and try to unlock your ship and risk getting shot, or I could just go to Udina and you know just do it from his computer. It's like, but what if he's there? He's like, eh. He's like, well, okay, I guess do that one then. Actually, what I loved about this choice is that they gave you like they they presented the options to you. You waffle about it a little bit, ask more questions, and then they literally say, there's an option, like, fuck it, you choose, you're a commander or some shit. And he's just like, all right, fuck it, I'm doing it this way. And it just felt like such like a like a novel way, because every choice is always like, Shepard, we, we don't know what to do. We're a bunch of lost aliens. What do we do? And you're like sitting there for like an hour like, hmm, well. And you're like thinking it out. But this one was just like, <laughs> fuck it, you dudes, man. You do you. I trust you. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm going to the ship. And like, that's <laughs> sick. I love it. <laughs> oh. They should have, like, a it randomly generate, so the computer just, like, rolls some die. It's like, all right. Or flips a coin. Heads, I go punch your demon in the face. <laughs> Tails, I get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> heads. Oh, God. I will, I will say, like, just, like, even in... So I, I, I was waffling on whether or not I completed this game in high school because I didn't remember the end super well, which actually is, Matt, I think what you said earlier. But 
yeah, like I, I just didn't remember it. And I, I kept being like, do I remember this? And I kept being like, oh yeah. And I definitely remember punching that motherfucker in high school. But I felt very differently about it then. Cause then I was like, this fucking politician sucks. He's probably the worst person ever. And he definitely does betray you-esque and he does, you know, go for politics. But I actually had a lot more empathy with him this playthrough. He was like, he's trying to do good for the human, like, race. He's just doing it through politics. And he tries to explain that to you. Like, hey, man, I'm using these political tools to try to play like Master Chess over here. Like, I know you have your set of ethics, but... I still enjoyed punching him after he, he fucking, he grounded you. But but it's like, at least in, in, in high school, I was like, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. Shoot him for all I care. But now I'm like, actually, okay, <laughs> he's trying to help. He's trying to help. Like, at least let's have some empathy. But yeah. Sounds like you're growing yeah, up, I would, boy. <laughs> Maybe. I kind of loved at that, like, at the end, they're like, all right, so you get to choose who the human uh, uh, council member is. Right, yeah. right, yeah. I was like, yeah, because me, some random ass soldier that's promoted way beyond what I should be because it was politically convenient, gets to now decide this incredibly important role. Uh, my buddy and not the douchebag. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like nobody chose the douchebag, right? Nobody was like, you yeah. know, I think a politician would be great in this role. Everyone was like, Captain Anderson will do the fucking hard work, you know? I did it. I did Here's it for the, the thing renegade. With that, though. You did it for the renegade. Yeah. You did it for the yeah. renegade. Oh shit! Hell yeah! Oh shit! Just the thing with that is like, either way, it feels like a lose lose to me because either you let the asshole who betrayed you, like, become the new leader of the alliance or of the citadel, or you force your friend into a job that he is going to hate. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, he even talks about true, that right? earlier. He says like, so I was oh, like, yeah. eh, like, I don't know. Either way, it didn't feel like a good decision to me. But he, he rises to it, at least it's in like, that moment, though. Can I choose nice. some random dude on my ship, like that one guy who's super <laughs> xenophobic? <laughs> yeah, like, let's just Presley. That's Presley. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah, Presley. Yeah, I think that he would be the best council member available. <laughs> Might as well put Ashley up there if she survives. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's just shooting she's other council dead, members in the back. She's dead, but she'll do a good job. Like, <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, how did it feel to have sex with someone who killed Rex in another universe? I mean, she didn't kill Rex in my playthrough, so. <laughs> but that's on her soul. That's in her somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but that's she could have. Yeah, that's in there. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's all tied in there. Oh. All I'm disappointed with the sex scene is that it doesn't even give me shirtless Shep. Like, you literally have, like, a glimpse of Shep's shoulder while, like, Ashley's just, like, <laughs> naked in front of you. I get a little bit of Shep's shoulder, and then, like, suddenly he's just, like, sitting propped against the wall fully clothed again and i was just like damn shepherd that's cold <laughs> like Fucking she's still in the fire. bed like still naked like still trying to so, build coy and chef's all dressed being like i've got to go <laughs> <laughs> did you did you look at the uh the the credits after playing this game no okay i did and i counted the number of people who look based on their name were women and it's like 5%. Yeah, that doesn't surprise that me. That does not surprise <laughs> me. Yeah, and and none of the writers are women. Right. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm just saying. Like it's just, just, 
2008 video game company. Yeah, yeah. true. 2008 yeah, exactly. video game company. It, oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the jank in a way, really. I mean, if you think about it, it's like another dimension of it. It sounds like yeah. Shepard, though, the way that he basically didn't take off a shirt during sex or did very coyly, um, it sounds like he was like me slash many other young somewhat chubby children that like wore that fucking windsurfer when they're in the pool you know like they never took their shirt off <laughs> do you know what i fucking say <laughs> dude i remember that i remember that shirt the like spf 100 it's like i wear it so i don't get sunburned and they're like <laughs> and it's like no you wear it because you're uncomfortable with that whole part of your body but what's hilarious about that is what i learned okay, uh the hard way is if you get wet in a fucking windsurfer it sticks to your skin and it does not protect you from any like it's not like a normal t-shirt that kind of falls right and you can maybe get away with a little bit it sticks directly to your body and you're like fuck and I, unfortunately, I think Shepard's t-shirt does the same thing. So I don't know if he got away with it, you know, <laughs> just saying. I mean, also, I, I don't think like Shepard is like, self-conscious. I was going to say, Shepard's a soldier, like a jacked sh- soldier in my playthrough. Yeah. So it's just like, I want to see those washboard abs. Like yeah. someone just didn't want to animate a someone male torso Someone objectified Shepard, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Zoe, I don't know about this, but from the YouTube <laughs> compilation that I saw um, in high school, I think you might get your way at later games. I think they might have taken the time. I mean, I better. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to give it the benefit of the doubt that this is like game one. So like, you know, if this is the precedent they're setting, that I better see some shirtless Shep in the later Mass Effect games. Because my God, I was disappointed. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I bet Fem Shep takes her shirt off. Ooh, scandalous. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, don't remember. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I'm so, going to say no because it didn't stick in my memory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he, he is literally like one to like, if there's a if there's a number somewhere, he'll remember it for apparently 15 years afterwards. So I, I would want to believe that he Yeah, but know. numbers and, and shirts are different <laughs> the things. Thing <laughs> the two things Matt remembers, numbers, numbers and video game boobies. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget a good pair of boobies. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God, though. The whole foreplay going up to the scene, though, was so... I, I don't know if Liara says the same thing or not, like, if it's the same dialogue, but, like, Ashley Williams does some, like... Oh, Captain, my Captain, reciting mm. poetry shit. Yeah. It was cringe. No, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. That's Ashley. Ashley. God oh, damn. She so loves her poetry. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. It, so I mean, in character. Wait, what? I was going to say, like, I, I sent some footage to Gabe, so Gabe, Gabe will definitely hear it, but you just hear my cringe as she's being like, oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm like, this isn't the right <laughs> poem to be saying at a time like this. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking wild. I actually, like, kind of, I'm going to have to look up this compilation again. I just think, like, I need to, re- <laughs> like, you know, verse myself with this stuff, guys. This sounds like some real cringe shit, and I'm down for it. Maybe she oh, just really liked that movie with Robin Williams. <laughs> Oh. I mean, maybe. I don't I don't The thing was, at first, I felt like the game was, like, for the most part, the game kind of forces you, unless you don't talk to them, like James apparently didn't, and therefore skipped the sex scene. I wish I knew that. Actually, no. I wanted it with Liara, but because I just chose Williams over, over Caden, now suddenly Williams is Wait, is it a one-and-done situation? Do you have to choose I don't one to know. meet with? Yes. McCoy. Oh what? fuck! I didn't know. You can't just you can't just do both of them. Oh right, yeah, I totally that's, can't. That's scandalous. 
I mean, I talked to both of them. I mean, Liara, the last time I talked to her, she got really, like, dizzy, and she had to, like, fan herself because she got lightheaded all of a sudden. So I was like, okay, this is great. So we had this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just, you know, you, you save one person in an atomic bomb incident, and now suddenly she's the choice and the only choice, and Liara just kind of got pushed off to the side. <laughs> so did you... Did did she like express any concern about Liara? Because usually what happens if if you're pursuing both of them, both of them will ask you like, "Oh, what does the other one mean to you?" And then that's the moment you really have to decide. I never Ooh. got that option. What? So you probably didn't talk to Liara enough. Oh. I <laughs> no. Damn. See, the key to romance is just Jealousy? talking to them oh. whenever physically yeah, possible. You just got to wear them down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you gotta give them gifts. Yeah. It says so in their fucking item profile if you just press start. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, what you should have done is given Liara more red peppers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I love it, man. I actually like. Does Liara recite poetry? What does Liara say for. No, she's like. You are a fas- fascinating specimen. Dude, fuck. <laughs> she was giving me a little bit of that dialogue in my playthrough, and I sent it to fucking Gabe, because it's like, basically, she's just like, you can say like, wow, it seems like you want to dissect me in a lab. And she's like, what? No, that's totally not what I'm talking about. And then he's like, I'm joking. And then she's like, joking? A human thing? I don't understand it. <laughs> and then Shepard's just like, I should go. Like, it's just like, <laughs> the entire fucking exchange. It's beautiful. It's, I oh honestly, I appreciate that so much for this game to do that. To just fucking lay it down like that. Oh my God. It's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess though, like, as much as I felt like the game tried, like, really tried to force me into that romance, there was one dialogue option where I could have said, this isn't the time. And I could have selected <laughs> yeah. that. Mm hmm. But yeah, I or, guess or curiosity just, just beat me to it because I was like, okay, you know what? No. Like, just, uh, might as well get something. <laughs> in for a penny, <laughs> in for a pound. She just recited, oh, captain, my captain to me. I've got to. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to. I guess she deserves something. <laughs> yeah, I'll give her 20, but not 30. Like, you know, I'll just give her something. Yeah, poetry yeah. declamation is worth at least this. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Dude, I love it. I, I, I will admit, talking to your your companions on the ship and stuff after missions is fucking rad. Like, I feel like they did a really good job this game of like, kind of, I think, okay. Is it fair to say that they put a lot of emphasis on the downtime, like the opposite of like the hardcore pacing? I feel the same way about the side quest. I'm not sure if they delivered and especially, or, or at least hauled held up to this standard, but they put a lot of time into like, you did a big mission. Do you want to go do some low key shit? Like talk to some people or like go back to the Citadel or do some side quests. Like, I feel like there was a lot of that in this game. It's very very weird for us in the modern day trying to just, like, complete it and, like, learn about the game and, like, get into the series and all that shit. But it really feels like they put a lot of emphasis in, like, the downtime. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah definitely. I totally agree with that. And I also did not engage with that after hour four. <laughs> um, fair enough. But maybe you it is, miss... I mean, it well, is, I like, dialogue, huh? they emphasize a lot of it, but it's also, like, some of it is kind of, like, jankily done. Like, even compared to the rest of Mass Effect, like, a lot of the side missions are kind of like, all right, was that really worth my time? Yeah, I mean, it was their first one, so, you know, they're, like, trying to get a feel for it. They're not they're not pro video game makers yet. Well, actually, technically, it is their I mean, professions, but... BioWare, 
This was not the first game Bioware made. That's true. But it was their first of their own uh, material. Right. And at least at the time, this, I mean, I I got the sense that this game was very um, novel and like, like, I guess, risky in that way. Like it was not as formulaic as other games. And like, maybe it's a formula that now has been used and who knows? And maybe there was formulas that existed before that they used for this. But I, at the time was like, wow, they're trying to make a series with like decisions between it. They're trying to make their own universe. Like they're trying to make their own everything. Like they're, they're doing wild shit over here when everyone else is just putting out fucking Halo 2, um, which is still amazing, but still, you know what I mean? Like they were really like going out there and being like, fuck it, I'm doing something new. So mm. there is that element to it. And hopefully they refine it. We'll see. Plus, like we've said a million times, they were also going from RPG combat to action combat too. So they were just like fucking paving the way. Yeah. 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 So should we move a little forward? Okay. So you see everyone just punched that motherfucker in the face. They got the fuck out of there. Zoe did 10 side quests, took her about 12 hours, and then she got to (laughs) Ilos. Okay. So what I was initially referencing that I think is still true is that Ilos driving through with the Mako is such a Halo scene. Am I tripping? Like, it's such a Halo scene. Where it just, you mean three? Uh, Halo three, right? Yeah. With the warthog. Yeah. The war. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like loving it. I was like, holy shit, this is such a Halo three feel of like when you're driving out with the warthog at the very end or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, and instead of landing in the back of the ship, you're like driving into a mass relay. Yep. Yep. God, you yeah. fucking drive into that totally. Thing. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to say the story that they lay out on Ilos when you drive through and you see all these pods everywhere and you're like, the fuck is this? And you're kind of sitting there and you're like, I'm in the Mako, so I'm not really paying attention mode. But actually, they're feeding you a story and they're fe- and they're about to like lay it all down for you when you actually get to the AI there. And and I yeah. I really enjoyed that. Like that was like a really like an opening of the universe of like, we're really going to spell it out for you. This is what the fuck's going down. Yeah, that was a really cool planet. Just like, especially like the stuff before it wasn't really that interesting but the once you get to that hallway where like there's all those pods it's like whoa this is crazy yeah yeah i agree is anyone would anyone else like like in like i don't know i i'd really enjoyed that planet i enjoyed talking to yeah. that I, I enjoyed they just were like fuck all that useless shit we're gonna get down to brass tacks here's what the fuck is going down and you're like oh shit and then it's like, you just ask them a bunch of questions and you just get a bunch of answers. I don't know. I don't know. So you're. And it's even more, it's even more compelling when you bring Liara with you to your party. Cause I think there's a, I, and I mean, Gabe and Matt can correct me, but it also seems like there's also a decision point you can make where Liara's like, wait, I need to stay and like ask this AI more questions oh, yeah. because like, you know, this is this is something I'll like never see again in my life. And you have an option to be like, yeah, sure. Ask it more questions or be like, we are, this isn't the time we have to get to the, we, ha- we have to get to the, the Citadel like now. Yeah, so like, I think, does that have any impact or no? I totally are. I was like, all right, yeah, we can like ask your questions. And then my next option was, uh, I, I I should go. I should go. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that was it. I was wondering if that was like the game saying, "Do you, the player, want to ask any more questions, or alternatively, do you want to leave?" Like, I wasn't sure. I, I yeah, I was curious. Yeah, I okay. think it lets you do like investigate, and you can ask like about three topics or something. Okay, probably. but if you've already hit those options, which definitely Zoe has at this point, then you can yeah. get the fuck out of there. I can't remember if it has any repercussions later on in the story. Yeah, kind of doubt it. Yeah, yeah. 
That's, it, a, that's, that's very the one confusing like, part about this game. I never know what stuff has impact versus others. Like, yeah, that's I, true. however, I do think like now having played it more, like I kind of understand that it, it is very apparent when there is a game changing decision because it zooms in on Shep's face as he looks back and forth on the screen just being like <laughs> option A or option B whereas like this one move. was definitely like <laughs> what? Just the council move where it like you just or, like exactly. they're like <laughs> zoom in on option A Oh, I just, I absolutely love like back on uh, Vermeyer when you're choosing Caden or Williams. It has him sitting there in total silence. Yeah, on the balcony, (laughs) just staring like to his right and then to his left. And it's like, technically, there's a war going on around you right now. I need a minute. (laughs) This game, I I think this is maybe like a, a, a positive for this game in the long run, but it might be the worst case of. They try to make it urgent, and I think they kind of succeed. Like, it's urgent, and then you just sit there and, like, make decisions or do side quests or fucking talk to your party or shop. Like, it's just, like, because they succeed at making it urgent, it makes it look so fucking ridiculous when the war is going on and you're sitting there and choosing your options. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. I will say, not not to spoil too much, I'll be very discreet, Thank but you. they do address that pretty well in Mass Effect 2. So wow. look okay. forward to that. Yeah. Nice. But by the way, so I would say this to you, like when I played this game first, there was no Mass Effect 2 and 3. And so I, not only did I not know what choices were going to go to the next game, like there was no way to find the answer. Like nobody knew. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Mm. And you also didn't know, like, will there be a next game? <laughs> True. True. Do, does this blend into the next story? Like what, do these decisions matter at all outside of this one game? That that was actually going to be a question I was going to ask. Like, so when Mass Effect 1 came out, was it done under the pretense of we have a goal of three games we want to get out? Or was it just this is Mass Effect, enjoy? And then later down the road, oh, we're going to make a second. Because, I mean, they end the first one on a pretty lofty cliffhanger of, like, we got to go out there and get the Reapers. This war is not over yet. So like did players come into this franchise with the, with the information that there was going to be more than one of these? I think that was hedging to be honest. Like if this sells well, this is a way it's a tie in to a future game. Uh, I would say probably that, especially since it's EA. Uh, yeah. yeah, they probably had like maybe they had rough story written out for three. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure they had so, like the full story, but yeah, so they were like, all right, we have a trilogy we want to do, and we'll see if if we make it past the first one. That's probably yeah. I I don't really remember exactly when they announced that they were going to make two and three, but I'm guessing it was after quite a bit after yeah yeah i don't the first one started having success it is bioware right they did do in their history knights of the republic one knights of the republic two so like they had some sequels under their i guess they like actually outsourced for that um so that's like another element but i mean it was all the the dollar that that dictated it but i i want to say that they like i want to say the gamer believed that maybe a second would get made probably hopefully like that's what they're shooting for but definitely no guarantee yeah also i think it's hilarious the connection between kotor and this game 
like Caden and Karth right? are basically the same character. Agreed, 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 agreed. <laughs> I actually did some weird like spiritual healing where I love Karth. Is that what his name is? Karth? Yeah, Karth Onassi. I love Karth. I love Karth from Knights of the Republic, and I did him real dirty by saying, hey, Karth, um, can you watch the ship while I have the Jedi yeah. out here? <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's a soldier. And in that game, that means he has guns and he has grenades, which is sick. Good for him. But these other motherfuckers that you get later in the game, they've got lightsabers, dog, and force push yeah. and fucking force whatever the fuck and, and lightning and shit. And I'm like, hey, listen. I don't want you to get hurt out there, brother. You know, like, you know, I just like, it's not, it's not safe out there. These guys have two <laughs> lightsabers attached at the fucking hilt. They got double lightsabers. Okay. Like these kids are sick. Uh, we're going to need to roll with them. We're going to need to roll with Bastille and at least one other. So, um, sorry. And I actually felt like I did spiritual healing by pulling Caden out in my party in Mass Effect 1. Like, hey, Karth, <laughs> I'm sorry about putting you on the ship. Like, I'm bringing you with me this time. How do you feel about it? No lightsabers. <laughs> this is on your level. You can handle That's it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no lie. That was all I could think all game. Because he kind of, I mean, is it the same? It's probably not the same voice actor, but he had the same vibe. I, yeah, definitely. Same vibe, at least. I don't think it's the same voice actor. Oh. But it's hard to tell because they both just sound like plain humans. Dude. This is a total... So I never played KOTOR. Yeah, is this a topic for another... Like, I'm just saying, like, maybe someday we'll play KOTOR on this podcast. Maybe. That would be my dream. My dream of that dreams. Could be fun. I think I have it. Oh, dude. I played KOTOR 2 recently, and all I can tell you is it's trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember being disappointed by that one. Oh, God. It did not age well either. I remember, like, getting save-locked into an area where I would load the game based on the autosave and i would instantly die to like nine turrets like one-shotting me <laughs> and i'd be like okay i'm a creative gamer but this is a little steep to get over like how am i gonna fucking anyways <laughs> okay so any more th any more thoughts about ilos thoughts about the mako maybe they made good on the mako here it was kind of epic i guess but then the mako was kind of well, sucked <laughs> still so actually i think it's interesting that of all the mako levels this feels like by far the easiest one, and it's also the last one. Does anyone else feel... Did Did you have trouble with this one? Or, I mean, there's nowhere to fall off or, like, hit lava and die randomly. So I felt pretty safe the whole time in this level. Yeah. I was going to say, I never felt... I mean, I never really felt threatened before, because, again, on casual mode, because I'm a casual gamer. But, um... <laughs> although there is an area in this map where you, like, just, like launch yourself off a cliff to a water reservoir down below and i thought i wasn't supposed to do that so i was trying to find a way for the longest time to get back up to where i used to be <laughs> so like uh -oh. like there is a moment where you just drive forward and then you, there's just a ledge and your mako falls like <laughs> 20 feet down a reservoir so yeah. you're just like wait where am i going yep. <laughs> shit my tire blew out <laughs> what yeah <laughs> I feel like they, they kind of, like, for this last section of the game... Okay, there might have been difficulties with, like... Actually, my sniper rifle playstyle was amazing against those fucking turrets on the side of the ship. Because I could just shoot them from outside of what they could possibly detect as an enemy. But I felt like they were trying to be like, hey... And this is an interesting thing that games do where they're like... Okay, we love difficulty. We love challenge, right? That's how we keep our gamers engaged in the middle. But it 
fucks with pacing really hard if they die over and over again. All of a sudden, the story gets dragged out. They keep hearing the same lines of dialogue. Shepard, get to the ship! And you're like, oh, fuck. And then you die ten times, and it's like, Shepard, get to the ship. It's like, you know, you're not as excited about it. It really, like, falls down. So, in a weird way, I think they tune this easier to really make sure you could get through it and hit the story beats. And I feel like it's probably better for that. Is that fair? I feel that. Yeah. Like, they were like, dude, also, I did die a few times on the sh- side of the ship, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I know. McCoy, when you said, y- you mentioned, I think last week I said, I'd, I don't really remember what happens in this last act. Yeah. Turns out I remembered exactly what happens. <laughs> nice. I just, it was just so short that I was like, there's no way that's all that there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I was like, yeah, I, well, I remember going to Ilos and like talking with that guy and then flying through the Mass Effect relay and then going up the ship, killing Sarah. And I was like, oh, oh, that that's exactly what the game was. That <laughs> yep. I didn't forget anything. <laughs> yep. Dude, Gabe was watching me play and I remember being like. Oh, I remember convincing via Paragon, like, Saren to shoot himself. Like, thank God I skipped that boss battle. And then Gabe's just sitting there, like, muting his mic, like, (laughs) (laughs) if only you knew. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Oh, God, it's so true. Yeah. The interesting part of this act, though, is that it goes from basically what was... um, a split storyline where you could do it in any order, right? And then it funnels it into one storyline after that. Basically, as soon as you finish, as soon as you get locked into the Citadel, it's like, it's one path from here. Yep. Yeah. So that that was an interesting yep. way they kind of merged. Whichever route you went, it all merges back again into one story. And I, I think this is like kind of the way they try to manage like decision-based games is like it's funneled at the beginning then it opens up in the middle where you really feel like anything can happen and then they have to funnel you back at the end just to make sure that they don't have this insane tree of possibilities that could just go out of control yeah Um, but also i think i've decided that the whole concept of like you can make your own decisions and decide where the story goes is just it's not the kind of game that I get super excited about. Mm. Is that because you um, see behind the curtain and you're like, this, does this really mean something or, or why is that? Um, I think that's a little bit part of it where like, <clears throat> like there's, there's a cynical part of me that's like, I don't know, like, fuck it. I'll choose this way and just see what happens. And I don't get excited. I don't get invested in a character. I'm just like, oh, I'll make this decision. And oh, oh, they died. Oh, oh, well. Um, and uh, I I also, I feel like writers don't get to write stories if the player is making the decisions about how the story goes. And um, I want to I wanna experience the stories that writers you know, right. I want to, I want to experience that excellent story, uh, and not like my random janky decisions that destroy everything and, and make it bad. (laughs) So wait, so, so then there's a, there was a distinct point in games, I feel like, and it was maybe approximately in this era or a little before where there was a lot of games that were described as being quote on rails. 
and it meant like their corridor shooters, right? They go straight down a single path. You get the story exactly as they they want it to be told. And it was mm-hmm. this huge uh, criticism point, maybe among the reviewers and uh, among the gaming populace. They wanted these open stories. But what you're saying in a sense is, is looking back at that, you actually appreciated having a really tight story that a gamer could walk through that would be forced down a path. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I think, I think forced down a path is the wrong way to look at it. I think led down a path is the, is better. Like I want, um, like I want, uh, the, like, I think, I think that what Mass Effect did is, is, is interesting. And like a lot of the, the choice based aspects of it are are like well done in this game um not necessarily all of it like i don't think that the decision of like which planet you do first matters at all and therefore i think it just did not need to be in the game like it didn't affect it in any way that that was a choice that you made um so it could have been in it could have not been in like it doesn't matter um and because I feel that way, like, I just don't care about that kind of choice. Um, <clears throat> but, like, so choosing which character dies um, is is a little bit more interesting to me. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see where the story will go from here. But um, it's just, I don't know, it's... Um, It's just something I'm kind of discovering about the way that I enjoy experiencing stories and games. Um, yeah. So, like, James, like, I when you're saying this, I think of a game like Firewatch, which has a lot of almost, it's like illusion yeah. of choice almost, or it's like it, it, it takes you on this adventure and you feel like you're understanding it and you're running it, and at the end of the day, you're not. And the ability for it to be so tight when it does that is that sort of like the contrasting point here is like something like that, that, that really just takes the choices. Yeah, away absolutely. I think that, I think that that game is, uh, is excellence in storytelling in a game. Um, that it's, uh, it's a, it's a beautifully paced game in which, you are controlling the pacing by moving through the world. And, and even yet the pacing of the storytelling is just exceptional. Um, I, that you're not like making decisions about how the story occurs. Like that's already been chosen to have an effect on you. Like, (laughs) um, that like the the writers decided what was going to happen and and all of the story beats um and uh i just i personally appreciate that kind of storytelling more um yeah yeah i think mass effect is really one of the early explorations into like the genre that kind of eventually becomes open world because other than like, I don't know, oblivion, 
Uh, there yeah. weren't a lot of open world games back then. And so that kind of right. game where it's not just like really you're following just one path the whole game. Uh, mm -hmm. Even like Final Fantasy games were, were like that, where it's just like you follow one path, basically the whole story. But then now we have games like Breath of the Wild, where it's like not a, like there is story, but the focus isn't really on the story as much with that game, in my opinion. Right, agreed. It's all about like they get they just give you a universe or a world to explore, and then it's yours to like find whatever stories you want. But that also means it is like at times it is really overwhelming. Yeah. Because you're like, I just want to hear the story. I don't want to like decide it. The fate of the galaxy, you know. Right. Mm hmm. So the, yeah, I it's definitely different feel than like Gabe and I were recently replaying Halo and it's like okay we're just going through that yeah that was a little <laughs> there were other things about that that made it difficult the lag between us was uh made it impossible for both of us to shoot accurately oh god <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. oh god <laughs> but Matt just just for the listeners it, out you're in Japan so and we're in America yeah. so time difference aside also lag difference and, notable yeah I feel like that's that's another method of storytelling, like from from Firewatch to like Halo. Halo is like action sequence, story sequence, action sequence, story sequence, right? Um, yeah. And like cutscenes and then shooting. Um, it has two modes, right? Yeah. And um. And you don't go back to the ship and decide where which planet you're going to fly to next. It's just like, all right, we did this. Yep. Next yeah. mission. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would just say, like, first of all, James, I think you make very valid points. And I think in some roundtable discussion, I might come down on the side of I actually like linear stories better personally. But I think if you take Mass Effect in the context of what it was at the time... Um, I think it was people trying to actually see could games enter into this area and could they do it well? Could they do a multi-branching story and have it be as satisfying as these linear ones? And could we take player choice to another level? And I think it's super fair to say that in many ways they failed and in many ways they succeeded. And I don't mean failed in the sense of it's their fault, but failed in a way that like maybe no game to this point has ever done well. Like it, giving players choice is this idea that people want to have so badly but it is also potentially the hardest possible thing to do and we see totally agree. is that fair like yeah so so i completely understand what you're saying and i think this game is an interesting study of people trying to say fuck it we're sitting down we are gonna do a story-based game that spans multiple games. We're going to fucking try. And I remember as a gamer being like, fuck it, they're going to try? I'll, I'm down to see. Like, in the sense of, I'm not sure if they're going to succeed or not, but holy fuck, have we not seen this? Um, and, yeah. And, and, and like, yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree that that, like, and I think that they basically succeeded in their goal of, of writing a story that's, like, interesting and engaging and, and has this aspect to it. Like I, I'm, and I'm not saying that they didn't succeed at that and that they didn't make this really interesting, engaging world 
and universe that you can explore for like hundreds of hours in this one game. Right. Um, and I think that's awesome. Um, and it's just, it's just not what I'm looking for right now in a video game. Right. Um, so I, and like the council is another game that we played fuck. that is a uh, story decision, <clears throat> mother, you know, player decision based in a lot of ways. And, um, and much worse. I know what you're saying. And, <laughs> Ouch. and, and much Ouch. worse than this game. What? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hold on. And like, Ouch. and, uh, no, uh, so I, I think that there's a level of objectively, this game is better than the council. Um, <laughs> Ouch. And, I can't argue uh, that. Much, really. Ouch. <laughs> Mother? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Mother can't save you from that. <laughs> um, Damn. And, uh, Damn, okay. like, Detroit and um, Detroit's, like, fun yes. to me. It's Detroit is, like, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. It's, like, it's yes. a fun book, but it's not great literature. Um and that's kind of that's kind of the way I feel about kind of the the genre yeah. f- f- that I've seen so far. Yeah. So wait, we uh, gotta get. But that's just personal. We've gotta get Zoe in on this, being maybe the expert in this genre. I was gonna take it to Detroit because I think Detroit is a much later iteration of this. It's only one game. It doesn't span a series, but they went really hard to make it so you could have different outcomes to the story. There's a lot of endings and a lot of ways that things change, but. Do you? How do you feel about the fact that maybe the ending you got at first wasn't the best one, and and maybe the you know the writers how do they spread themselves thin amongst all these endings, and how does the decision based game actually work? Like, is it possible? How do you how do you feel about that? So, I'm trying to think. Like, I I I think what makes Detroit become human different from other open world decision based games is the fact that Detroit become human is an open world. I mean, you're, you're still playing a chapter that's rather linear and then you make a, a B, C or D uh, and then it just branches from there. So I think that kind of helps. I guess it kind of helps players stay a little bit on track with their common goal of, um, you know, where, where the story is going and gives them a little bit of an idea of where a story is going to go. However, there is some bullshit within Detroit Become Human in terms of there's a lot of outcomes of stories that depend on items that you need to interact with in earlier chapters. And, like, they're groundbreaking decision-based results. Like, one thing I can think of is... And I had us do it in our playthrough just because I couldn't bear to see Hank die. But um, (laughs) when you're in Hank's house uh, and Hank is like trying to fight off drunkenness and get dressed so you guys can go to the strip club, um, you can walk (laughs) around. uh, (laughs) When you describe it sounds way worse than... (laughs) He was trying to do his job as to a investigate murder. Investigator. Murder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, I guess I guess I should specify that. So as Hank's getting ready to, you know, go do his job, but you have like a very limited amount of time to walk around his house and interact with items of his. And the game limits how many items you can interact with. I think it gives you a map, like it gives you three three things you can interact with and 
of those three, like the whole house has maybe about 12 interactable items. But one of those things is a photograph on a table that you turn over and find out like that Hank has a son. Oh my God, you're right. That does name. impact. And, oh my God. Right, and, and what his son's name is. And so then later, so say, and actually I've seen this in, this happened in my own playthrough actually. I never got to the photograph on the table. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. But yeah, I never, I never got to the photograph because I thought it would be, you know, just another like get to interact with everything. But the game cut me off and I was like, oh, that's really weird. But okay, I get to the confrontation in the AI headquarters. Hank has a gun point at me and he's like, if you were the real Connor, you'd know what my son's name is. And I was like. What the fuck? You never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was just yeah. like, how would I, how would I know what your son's name is? So, and as a result, Hank shot and killed me because I wasn't the real Connor, and so, or according to him, I wasn't the real Connor because for whatever reason, I needed because you didn't look at that photograph. Know that photograph exactly. Didn't follow Nickelback's so advice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the point though of that is like. That Always is... follow Nickelback's advice. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of like Min- Minority Report. <laughs> yeah. Just like all the all the premonition, like like you couldn't possibly be the real one. You must be a robot. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> right. But like I don't know. Like it's it. That is something that I feel comes with the detriment of decision based games because then for a lot of later outcomes, like the writers need to depend on you to have either discovered information, like all the information necessary for like their like big reveal, but they can't trust the player to find everything for the big reveal. So I don't know. They kind of pigeonhole a lot of things and that gets Mm -hmm. to be an issue. Well, like for instance, in mass effect, like a great example is you can sit there and go fucking straight YOLO for your uh, fourth character and say, I don't give a fuck about this and move on. And like, and that's like a cool player choice, but it is skipping out on potentially crucial story information. So like, that's the kind of the conundrum you're speaking of, at least in decision-based games. And like Detroit specifically, we ended up getting a great ending, but there was so many ways I could have gotten a lesser ending. And that doesn't mean it's bad, but it just means um, it's really hard to write an amazing ending. And now you have to write nine. And Right. Yeah. Is that fair? I mean, you know, I mean, the fact yeah. that there's a great ending or like two great endings out of however many is kind of one of my problems. But also, <clears throat> OK, this is an interesting metric that used to be very important and I think has become downplayed a lot. But I think might still be relevant for people like Zoe and apparently Gabe and apparently Matt, which is replayability. These choice based games have a just unbelievable wealth of replayability because you get to choose different choices and get different outcomes so there is that Mm -hmm. push pull right too where you're like fuck what would happen if i said this um and i mean even fucking i mean was it matt last podcast said like i accidentally had sex with someone for the first time in my ninth playthrough like you know it's just like (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh hey so yeah, like it's it's interesting. Like I I wish now in hindsight I wish I did a lot more save states to my game, just because I would have liked to. I I just ask Gabe. 
<laughs> sure, but also there is there is value to experiencing it yourself Agreed. for one thing. But like yeah. I don't know, like I realized at you know playing the last parts of this game that up until now I had been just overwriting my save file, so I only have one save file for the entire game. And oh, really? I kind of wish I saved now my that... 69th save file. <laughs> See, I kind of <laughs> I wish I had that. my 69th save nice. file because there's a lot of times <laughs> where I wish I could like you know, for instance, with the with the William sex scene, yep. it's like, okay, what would have happened? Just go back to it whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Let me what would have happened if Hold I on. like rejected her or something like oh, that? My God. Like, yeah. Yeah, 100%. No, 100%. But here's the thing, Zoe. Listen, this would, if you accepted that um, duty upon yourself as the person who likes to be the completionist gamer that actually did all the side quests that cleared their their inventory or whatever the fuck, sorry, their journal, you would be in potentially true hell because this game spans multiple games. You know what I'm saying? So you'd be like, me rejecting (laughs) Ashley here, how does that affect Mass Effect 3 and the conclusion? Like, that's like the level of insanity you would be at. Um, maybe it's worth it. Fuck it. I'm down to see like strung out Zoe, like with like fucking hair. It's all crazy. And like, you've got a whiteboard and it's like got pins and excess on a whiteboard, a corkboard. It's same thing for a fucking Bioshock. But this time you're like sitting there like, I, I think, I really think you guys, if you reject Ashley in the first game, but in the second game, you, you know, but. Well, the council is actually a perfect example of that. Going back in looking at walkthroughs of the council, it's nearly impossible to write a coherent walkthrough to the council just because the game also depends on how the writing you answer. Is such a mess. But it also depends on how you answer certain people's questions and therefore affects Louis's attitude. Like Louis can oh, say yeah, yeah. one dialogue choice multiple ways. He can say it irritably, he can say it cheerfully, he can say it, you know, dismissively. And that affects how a character reacts towards you. So it's surprisingly intricate for a game that yep. was a train wreck like the yep. council. Yep. But like, <laughs> so it's like, oh, like, you know, you could, you could get killed by Mortimer. Spoilers, I guess. Spoilers. Oh my God. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like, oh, like Mortimer can kill you, but only if you only talk to Emily irritably and then also mistake her sister as her and then also treat her sister like shit. So you have to also say all of those dialogue options irritably yeah. or something like that. Like it's surprisingly intricate. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's just this whole web. So did we actually get a good ending for that game? Dude, who knows? It was, what <laughs> there we are technically no good got endings. was the good ending. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really? But, 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 but for an example. The wizard duel <laughs> where everybody just wiggles their fingers at each other? Exactly. But, but, but. That wasn't a good ending for Yeah, you? that was the that best was ending. The best ending. <laughs> From my, my perspective, my value judgment. But like, I, I, I think of this also in Downfall. Right. Like when we played Downfall with you, Zoe, you were like, I have the sequence of commands ready. Like it's a dance dance revolution fucking like level. You know what I mean? Like I I have a guitar hero key inputs in order for us to get the golden ending. And it's like I think that like these games have these these decision based games like have this golden ending in mind. And maybe that's okay to be like you don't get this on your first one but if you want to commit to it you can get there via a walkthrough or something else but you can see they're 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 somehow in this web of i guess i would just say they're learning 
I mean, I, I hope people learn from the council in the same way they learn from all these other games in the sense of if it's not clear to you at the time that you should pick up the photograph for Hank's uh, fucking son or whatever, then you like that fucks you over later in the story in a way that's not chill. But like if it somehow telegraphs to you like that, they're learning. I feel like these types of games are are new even though James has mentioned already, like decide your own adventure games have, or books, I guess, have been around for a long time. But th- these types of games are learning. But books are totally different from games in terms of this shit. Right, because games are so crazy in terms of their intricacy. So they're, they're out there on the front lines trying to figure out how they can make player choice matter and how they can communicate to you. Like, for instance, in Detroit, when you're like, I have a great rating with the public because I've been doing all these public things. Thank God I can just get through the fucking Canada border for fucking free. Like that was not communicated to me. And I'm mad about that. But like games are learning how to do that. They're learning what feels like bullshit in this area. And maybe we're like getting to a world where there's a really well communicated, really trimmed story game that feels like on the first playthrough, you really um, put your vision into the game and it really delivered what you expected to or at least it played off of what your expectations are but man we are watching a lot of examples where there's little pieces here or there that need tweaking and we can all see it so it's cool um all right next decision poise uh point gabe and or matt um so we fucking did all sorts of shit on the transition and then we did wait sorry what I say good transition. I'm trying. I'm also like fucking. <laughs> and then I ruined it by saying good transition. <laughs> no, you made it better. <laughs> Definitely better. Definitely better. Great choice. Great choice. Okay, got it. So, um... <laughs> so is it? Is it? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I'm just asking. Oh my god, it's a transition. I know. I actually don't even know the answer to this, so I'm just asking to the ether, and maybe someone has an answer. But I used Paragon to get Saren to shoot himself. Um, and I thought I was awesome for doing so. And I had learned in every other encounter, you need to pick Paragon when you have it because it leads to a good outcome. Even if you think that text doesn't support what you want to say, it doesn't fucking matter. Use Paragon. Um, but what happens if you don't do that? Do you have to fight him twice? Like, what the fuck? Does he shoot himself no yeah. matter what? Yeah, yeah you fight oh, him shit. twice. You fight him twice. Oh, shit. I, I thought I did all the Paragon options, but for my playthrough, like... Shepard just had Tali and Liara go check to see if he's dead. And I was like, you're the captain. You go see if Saren's dead. Like, why yeah, are you bringing yeah, I, w- <laughs> I had the same thing happen. And I was like, oop, one of them's going to die right now. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, first of all, though, for a game bait and switch, I really appreciated what they did. Because it's it was an intense scene. He was like, you know, Tal- Tali go see if he's dead. And I was like watching as Tali like approaches him with her pistol. And I was like, Oh no, good night, sweet princess. Like, <laughs> but I just killed Tali. I don't know why. And then Tali just fucking points the pistol yep. at Saren's face and just shoots yeah, him. And I was yeah. like, oh, puts fuck. a bullet in his hell head. Yeah. Like kill confirmed. That'll shut him up. <laughs> well, exactly. She like, she like yeah. shoots and then she looks at Shepard and she just kind of nods. And I was like, Oh, she's fuck. like, yep, he's dead. Okay, cool. She seems I don't dead need to sick. I was like, I don't need to worry about that. And, and then suddenly Saren just like pops up being like, surprise, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> I am sovereign. <laughs> Real yeah, though. Sovereign just like like makes his consciousness exit his like massive machine superpower spaceship body 
and just enter Saren's, like, already dead organic body just to kill you. And then it doesn't work, and we destroy his superpower body. And I was like, that seems like a bad choice right there. Doesn't, That's a doesn't super the villain, husk super of villain Saren folly. kind of look like the rabbit from Donnie Darko? <laughs> oh my god, I was going to say, I actually have that written in my notes, is that he looks like the Donnie Darko bunny. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so creepy. But as a result, I was terrified that second fa- phase of battle, just because the weight just crawls at you, and I was like, oh, get away, get away, Tali, get out of my way. Like, yep. Yep. Oh my <laughs> The first time I did that battle, I think it bugged out. Um... And his shield just recharged way too quickly. And I I literally could not do any damage to him. I was just, like, dumping in bullets. And it was just like, yeah, no, the, the shield's recharging. Oh, fuck. Get owned. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> and he just, like, owned me. And I had to play it again. And it was just easy the second time. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there. There was a, a lot of... I don't... I don't know, like, I do feel like there was a point in my fight, too, where I was, like, unloading an assault rifle into him, and I wasn't seeing shields or health go down that entire yeah. time, and I was yeah. like, is my... To be fair. Are my bullets working? To be fair. <laughs> yeah, that, he was stuck in that for, like, the entire just fight. Just to be fair, that <laughs> is a assault rifle problem in general. That is maybe not even be related to this fight. If you're like, I was using the assault <laughs> rifle, and it didn't damage the opponent, I'm like, that was so my experience the entire time. How did using a... Sm- how did using a sniper rifle work? In Honestly, oh, uh, I switched to the assault rifle and it was awkward. But like, I just <laughs> yeah, oh, right. God. Okay, come on. So, no, but, but Gabe can test. <laughs> I was fucking hardcore peeking people with my fucking controller sniper rifle like all game long, like a fucking baller. And at one point, I ran into this like close counter scenario because you can increase the sensitivity on your controller, but it doesn't affect your zoom in. And so no matter what, if I zoom in, I cannot move left. So there's those get that jump around. I'm fucking done, dude. So there was this point where Gabe was watching yeah. me and I did this section like three times and I would like to articulate that I was sick, nasty up until that section. But then at that section, I literally could do nothing and I was getting ruined. And he was just like, Hey man, I don't want to influence your playthrough or anything, but if you could just use another gun for fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs> please. It's hurting my feelings watching this. And I was like, all right, fine. All right, I'll use an assault rifle. So, but what I will say that happened during my my Saren fight is that actually I, I taught the fucking master something, which is that I had leveled all of my biotic abilities. I was rolling with um Caden and Liara, and as a result, they both had biotic abilities and I leveled them super hardcore. Um, so much so that they were amazing. And actually, Saren apparently has quite a high um, protection against biotics, but he's not high enough if you level it up really hardcore. So I was actually throwing him and like singularitying him. And I don't think, so <laughs> it, it, not everything worked, but like two thirds of my ability actually worked. And it was fucking rad because it's like, hmm. that's the power fantasy that I wanted for this game. It's It was never balanced in a way that I felt like was so tuned. I was down to like, you know, engage in all so, the peaks and shit. I have a question. McCoy, what, in creating your character, did you choose soldier, like the basic? Okay. So I, pre, I fucked up. Pre-designed? I fucked up and I chose shepherd, the default. And I didn't realize that was going to, ch- I thought that was just the likeness. And the name, but it chose the likeness, the uh, name, yeah, and the yeah. class. So that's what I did as well. I I didn't see a way to level up my char- the characters myself. 
Did it's you have to like redo escape it? Menu. In it's, in the, it's in the options. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> James, oh my god. Alright. I just I just let them level up themselves <laughs> and yeah. just accepted the fact that it was trash. Oh. I was like, I, I don't oh, see this. Oh, but it is trash. So I, had, I had auto level up until the very last parts of this game. because Yeah, and it was bad. Like, auto level, level makes <laughs> mistakes every step along the way. Uh, well, I think it just, like, will literally randomly place a point. It's not like it has a oh, really? set... Yeah, it doesn't have a auto build. It's it just doesn't have like, a build. It should have a build. No, I think it just okay. That's a like, mistake. Eh, here. That's that's dumb as shit. You probably need to me. unlock some stuff, so I'll put some points in decryption. Yeah, which you know? decryption is great. I'm thankful. They, no, but they that don't. didn't happen for me. <laughs> that did not happen for me. I, don't yeah, think I could only I could only unlock easy description stuff literally the whole game. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and then meanwhile, Tali's like leveled up her shotgun twice and i was like you don't even use i know that. they don't Stop. but you can tell her <laughs> dude i had a character that i swear <laughs> to god would just exclusively use the gun like i was like listen i gave you an incredible sh uh, assault rifle it's amazing and i leveled up your assault rifle all the way and they're like it's time for a sniper and i'm like dude dude i gave you the best <laughs> assault rifle of our whole party what are you doing <laughs> garris <laughs> no but that really so i you didn't. You didn't keep all of the best guns for yourself because I did yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable, but I definitely had moments where it was like, especially with. So I, I went through a transition halfway through this game where I switched from Garrus Rex to, uh, fucking Liara and Caden, and in that in that mm. switch because I didn't have auto level up enabled, I was able to make adjustments, which was, I'm gonna need some decryption. Okay, like I'm gonna need that. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna max that shit real quick because I had like 90 points to work with, not actually, but I had like 30, you know? So I'm just like, we're maxing that. I think you can just reset their whole level thing, but I didn't feel like it, so I didn't you can do, do that. that. Holy shit. I don't, I don't know if you can. Hmm. Maybe you hmm. can't. So I wanna get a little hot take from Gabe on this boss battle because he, he was telling me while I was looking at it, he's like, this shit is not the best. Gabe, how did this go for you on your nine playthroughs? Um, well, it, it varied because, like, on my my main guy, my soldier, it was fine because it's just shooties. Yep. And I was able to wreck him with that. Um, on my other characters, though, the ones I just kind of, like, skipped through and, like, sped through the game... Um, it was also the case of like I, they were more casters. Um, I did Vanguard and uh, uh, Sentinel. Sentinel. Yeah. Okay. So they were also limited in their weapons choices. So I was just kind of sitting there trying to like kill him using like sabotage and like a pistol. And I was like, God damn it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is pretty anus. <laughs> but uh, that sounds it's awful. pretty awful. Holy um, shit. And for the Vanguard, it was like, the shotgun's nice, but that thing overheats pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's like, you get, like, small bursts mm. of, like, solid damage, and you're kind of like, okay? Because then it'll also, like, hit you with that ability where he'll just, like, overheat your weapon for, like, a minute, and you're just like, mmm. Oh, my God, that's the worst. Yep. 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 And my teammates didn't really help. Like, I love them. Uh, but, like, you know, I just, I just went with auto level up because I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. So... They definitely were not optimal. Uh, they were not optimally built. 
<laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like they can't really help in this fight. You know, they do a little bit, not much. And then they just die. And I'm like, well, yep. Looks like it's up to me. Yep. So <laughs> it feels like, okay, is this, this is my assessment of why your teammates are useless question, question mark is like, it feels like, um, biotic versus tech question. What's the other name? Is it? Tech is it tech? Yeah. Uh, yeah, tech. Biotic and then combat. Okay, okay, okay. So biotic abilities are useful essentially no matter what, and so your teammates can randomly use them. Like you randomly lifted a guy away from his cover, perfect. I'll kill him. You randomly threw a guy, perfect. I'll kill him. You randomly singularityed, perfect. I'll kill him. But the the tech ones are like we took the shields down. That's situational. You need them to have shields at that time. Like you know, like it feels like there's like more situational in that tree, and they, they do, do good also things, do but they need to be damaged. used. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the level I think, of, but like I think the, the way because uh, the biotics are good for like CC, right. which is what you were talking about. Whereas the tech right. abilities yeah. don't really do that. It's like yeah, maybe you can right severely damage or potentially even one shot their their shielding. But yeah, it's not like you're stunning them or yeah, like making them float through the air, right. Yeah, the way it's supposed to work is you're not supposed to be able to CC anyone that has armor or barrier or shield. Whoa. So you're supposed to use tech, which is stronger at removing those barriers, and then use biotic to CC them and finish them off. Whoa. Does does anyone that's feel like that was their understanding of the combat stress. system? Because that sounds so awesome, but holy shit that I not get that. I think that... <laughs> My understanding of the combat system was you shoot yeah. them. <laughs> Well, also, most of you guys are yeah, playing I mean, as soldiers. That's also so. a True. But that sounds awesome. That's like a whole, like, balance dynamic that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that's one thing I will yeah. say also gets a lot better in uh, 2 and 3. In okay. 2. You can uh, really plan yeah. out better, like, combat strategies around all that. Huh. Yeah. I drew, I drew like, a pentagram, like, trying to figure out what I was going to build with my squad. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend saw it and was like, "Are you doing magic over here? Like, what is this?" <laughs> and you're like, "Magic the Gathering." Yes. And you're like, "No, I'm doing video." <laughs> you wouldn't <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was like, "Listen, I need to strategize my playthrough for Mass Effect." But 2. I think is this. It, I feel like what you've just said tells us exactly what this game is and isn't. They had a bunch of really cool ideas. They nailed some and missed others. But that's a great idea. I did not see that in my combat. Yeah. But that's cool. Like I hope they continue with that. That's a that's like an interesting yeah. way to mix up the yeah. skill sets that you have in your squad to have an effective way at. Well, and that's what you down. honestly. That kind of sounds like um, uh, Borderlands combat. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Uh, yeah, in a sense. I mean, that's what you see with. Uh, and also in that, like the first time you play Borderlands, none of that shit <laughs> matters. It's true. That's what you see going into the the other entries in the series is that you can see where Bioware realized where they had succeeded and where they had failed, and they double down on the successes, and you know improve them even more, and then just kind of cut the stuff that people were kind of like, why is this here, or that they just yeah. didn't implement super well. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be pleasantly surprised with the. Mass Effect 2. Dude, I'm excited. Especially because the other massive series that we did, um, Bioshock, I don't know if Bioshock learned in the same way between its series. It evolved and it did cool shit. There's no doubt about that. But did it take a formula, tweak, tweak, until you got to perfection? 
I, I don't know. No, I don't know well, if that's a fair no. assessment. Bioshock is like a unique case though, because there's Bioshock right. one yep. and then Bioshock two, which was made by a different studio and right. creative lead. Exactly. Right. And then Bioshock infinite, which was like almost kind of like a spiritual. Arguably also made. Yeah. It's kind of almost like a yeah. spiritual successor Almo- to Bioshock. In the right. same way, like System Shock, was. but also like made by like a different team. As yeah, well, it was like same lead, because... but like different team, and right. Yeah, and like so much bigger, yeah, I and, yeah, and like... potentially made later at a time in gaming where they felt like they had to jump their mechanics to meet current games, and as a result, yeah. they had to like start the learning process over again. Where maybe as Mass Effect was more sequential, one, two, three. But. That's cool. Yeah, that might be true. Like, that's the concept that, okay, imagine all of us sitting here. We've played Mass Effect 1. We like it for what we like about it, and we don't for what we don't. But you sit there and realize, maybe they're going to tune this up a little bit. Maybe they're going to take this formula and run with it, but maybe make some tweaks, maybe less Mako or something. I don't know. Like, that's an interesting proposition. Like, I know some of these people in this call obviously have played it already, but people who haven't, are you excited for that concept of like, they took this game and they said honestly to themselves, what did they nail? What did they miss? We're going to try to tune it. Let's see what we can get to. Is that exciting to you guys? Yes. Um, Yeah. Despite everything I've said. Yeah. I'm excited to play Mass Effect I was going to say, James, I think even, even though you don't maybe like, uh, like the, the storytelling aspect of like choices, I think you will come to appreciate it more in two and three versus one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. probably true. <clears throat> yeah. Also to be so, honest, the trailer for two is fucking sick. Damn. Yeah. Should we watch also, it again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm going to watch it after this. Podcast, oh God. A hundred percent. I'm down. <laughs> um, the other thing is I saw an article uh, that Bioware is still doing that thing where they try and learn from their failures. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Anthem. Anthem. With Anthem. Yeah, they just released another patch for Anthem. Uh, that game is not dead, according to Bioware and no one else. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, that game was okay. a failure. In Can a lot we of take ways. a moment to just hot takes? We're not experts, but like, and probably realistically, none of us played Anthem. But, like, maybe some of us had some excitement level for it. I will say Matt was excited for Anthem originally. Okay. And he was like, yo, this could be a game we could all play. play And I was like, Matt, I'm going to stop you right there. No. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I saw the trailer for it. I saw the trailer and I was like, like, yo, it looks like Halo with, like, jetpacks and shit. This looks awesome. And then I I talked with Gabe about it, like, right after seeing the trailer. And he was like... I don't think so, man. And I was like, all right, all right. The, I'll way, drop it. the way he told it to me was the simple. He said, I told uh, Matt was excited about it. He literally said, like, fucking, like, straight up, like, I was excited about Anthem last night. And I was like, oh, what happened? And he said, I told him it was EA. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole fucking thing. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was shit. like, it's, it's BioWare and EA. And unfortunately, because they just had their, like, track record just drop. And I was like, no. Yeah, yeah yeah agreed but 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 yeah he g- gave us aware of my specific dislike of anything loot box related yeah. so reasonable that almost ruined me for tomb raider when they added loot box stuff i was like are they you kidding did? me it's a single player game why do i need oh what? yeah to like what uh 
not the first Shadow one, but the second the and third. I think, yeah, they they added like cards and like it's basically like NBA two K. That's such trash, man. <laughs> to be fair, I'm that was more for like multiplayer. Like, it's though. like it's like so. So this is a single player game, but we can make more money at it. So that's fucking trash. Yeah. What the fuck, like, dude? I I literally have yet to meet a single person, one fucking person, who's like, you know what? I actually like cards. No one, fucking no one. Like the idea that we're gonna take the game balance and we're gonna let, like, the business run it just means you're going to have a bunch of short-term investments where you're going to have potentially short-term gains and then you're going to murder your entire fan base right before our eyes and you're going to kill the game. Yeah. Like, I'm done with it. I'm fucking tired of that shit, man. It's like, make a game that's fun. It's hard. We all admit it's hard and it's a moving target and it's really difficult. But that is the goal to keep a fan base, not monetize the shit out of them. False. The goal is to make money. But then if you do that, it's short-term. People who make a fan base make money long-term. That's the key. Like, yeah, but they don't make as much. Maybe. Money. <laughs> okay, yeah. and that's a fair equation that I don't. I'm not privy to. But all I can say, and also, all I can say is EA. The thing is, what you want to do is first make a fan base and then milk the entire fan base for. But all I'll their tell worth. you what that looks like, and, and that looks like EA. Leave. And those motherfuckers are dying before our eyes, dude. They've killed every franchise they have. They're trying to pull back Mass Effect, yeah. like a fucking like a wizard trick. Like, bro, do you remember this one? Like, whoa, like, dude, they're dead <laughs> before our eyes. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's yep. like maybe, maybe, maybe that makes them the most money. But is it a short-term investment? I think so. Absolutely. I hope that that is borne out to be true, because there are certain studios that are coming out there and saying we're going to make a good game first, and I hope that they win. But, um, cool. So actually, I even though I'm transitioning, I actually want to go back in some weird, fucking bizarre transition, and I just want to say like. How does it feel for people who love Bioware to see them in their current state? Like, is that Bioware anymore? Or is that just a name that means nothing to you anymore? Um, I don't know. I don't even follow what they do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they're so dead. right <laughs> they're now, dead to yeah. put together a small team to investigate what went right and what went wrong in anthem and they're trying to do right by it yeah and they're also working on well, dragon age 4 and are yeah, in the very early <laughs> development of i guess mass effect 4 or whatever it's going to end up being right but i hear apologizing to fan bases always turns out well so <laughs> but like that's what i'm saying like like is you say this you're like we we, we got a crack team at bioware man and we're going to look into what went wrong and it's like but i have a question for you can you learn what you need to learn from Anthem? Or is Anthem already too far away from the Bioware formula to even learn anything? You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a good question. There's no decision-making like story in that. There's no RPG that leads to a fucking tr like trilogy. There's no KOTOR. There's no nothing. That's a fucking shell of a game. Like, I I'm not... It's like... Yeah. I I'm just saying I am a huge I think, fan. I think EA like really showed their influence on that game. Yeah. In that like they told them that they needed to redo a bunch of shit over and over and over again. Yeah. That's my guess. I've also heard cuz it looks like they had a year to develop it yeah. and they had like 
seven years <laughs> or they did it over and over again but i've also heard this narrative too which it's like listen uh, imagine this was your life right the narrative i heard that that i think sticks is a company is amazing and wonderful and it has the magic it has the team it has everything they're making amazing games ea buys you do you stay with ea here's the question right because your belt looks like this you made kotor you made like some amazing rpg games anyone will hire you you're incredible it's clear ea buys your studio and says make anthem and you sit there and go well i don't know anthem doesn't seem I like think, my type of game i don't think ea told them to make anthem hmm. i think that's a lie hmm. Uh, that was invented by the internet. I think they wanted to make Anthem. Yeah, I don't think... It's not EA telling them what games to make. It's more like, you know, these studios make the games they kind of want to make, and then either they don't get the help they need, or they have too much liberty I think, I with think... the game. Or or EA or, comes in, I or mean... any publisher comes in and puts too many restrictions. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think in this case, I think it might have even been Bioware having too much control. Or it could have been a healthy mix of both, like, you know, game constraints by EA because they just want to make money and profit. But then also, I think not telling, like, not cracking down on, you know, the, the leads at Bioware being like, oh, let's include this, let's make this, let's do this. And kind of just, like, muddying up the mix of what Anthem... I think wanted to be because look, look at, I mean, the name mass effect is issued here. The name dragon age is said out loud and you recall in your mind what those games are, but let's not forget mass effect Andromeda and what that game is. You know what I'm saying? Like this is Bioware right now. Like, are they not dead? Yeah. Mm. For, for better or struggling. worse, they are not dead. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, this is a sad reality that we, I think has faced as, as gamers that have followed the scene for a long time. We've seen franchises and studios um, change, for better or for worse. I mean, look at Bungie, though, as right? well. Agreed. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, cause it's um, because video games have gotten so big. And yeah. so now it becomes a... Yeah. It becomes a game of money, not a game of putting out a quality product that you kind of want to stand behind and you want to yeah. like make the gamers happy. You want to yeah. make the investors happy. But like I, I, okay, I'm old school, right? I'm the type of guy that maybe doesn't get listened to anymore in those meetings. But all I want to point to is Halo 3. They went fucking out of control with this game. They made this the biggest thing they could possibly do. It was everything about making the best game they could possibly make. And the result was a shockwave so powerful that it dominated the industry and changed it forever. Like, that's what I want to see. Not this fucking, like, we looked at a graph, and I guess we should make another one of these, but we don't have any creative inspiration for it. Fuck that shit. Like, I want to see people who are like, I'm trying to do something here. And that's the sad reality of this series. Yeah, but that shit's hard. Oh, totally. <laughs> Listen, totally, 100%. And that's the sad reality of where this podcast series goes. Oh, shit. It's going to end in Mass Effect Andromeda. It's going to end in the absence of the ability to take this series to the next level and make it relevant again um we'll see we'll hope for the future but 
that's like the sad reality of AAA gaming, man, is a lot of it's been just swallowed up by bullshit and the names there, but is anything else? Movies. And on that <laughs> yep. note, do we rate Mass Effect 1 and get out of here? What do you think? I think we rate well, Mass Effect on, one, 1 last and get choice. out of here. Who, okay. who saved and or, well, not and, who saved or sacrificed the council? Hmm. Oh. I think I, I did the, the option of focus on... Sovereign. Yeah. I think I said focus on Sovereign if the council Okay, so you sacrificed the council. <laughs> I guess I did. I sacrificed the council. <laughs> what does that look like, Zoe? How does that play out? Um, I mean, it seemed to turn out okay, maybe. <laughs> like, Except for the council. <laughs> right, but fuck them. Yeah, I mean, like, they were just... They were just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, well, now the council. Well, I think, actually, I might have to go back in case I misheard. But I, I swear, I thought they, I thought my playthrough said, like, the council's fine, but, like, they're in shambles right now. So we need to establish a new council or something gotcha. like that. Okay. <laughs> By shambles, it means they all die. <laughs> I was going to say, so maybe, maybe, like, they actually That does sound died, like shambles. Which, you know, I. <laughs> yep. I. <laughs> I didn't miss them. So I was them, I said right? save right. the council, but I thought it was like save the people on the citadel. Cuz no. there were like millions of people living on the yeah, citadel, right? <laughs> and it turns out none of them fucking matter except for the ones who were in of course, charge. James. That's how it always yeah, And is. I did not realize By that. By the way, just to clarify, that is true of both sides of that decision because the decision is save the council or save the humans, dog, and you're like what humans do I know? Well, Joker's in that fleet, I guess. So I hope Joker doesn't die. Like, that's like yeah, all you so get, right? Fuck like, those guys. Yeah, yeah, I loved watching McCoy make the decision because he only cared about Joker. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> as long as Joker survives. I was I'm like, okay. literally, I, I was thinking like my implications were like so high level. I was like, listen, I love Joker. I love his, his uh, wisecracking. I love everything about him. But also at a meta level, if I cannot produce gameplay for Gabe, the editor, that has Joker in it for the rest of this series, I'm tilted. Like, he's <laughs> clearly too good. Joker didn't die in my no, playthrough, though. And I he said save the no, council. He doesn't one. die. Oh. Imagine if, if it was a choice, yeah. though. Like, either save Joker or save the council. Oh, Joker. All fucking day. Yeah. Uh, Even since I first played this game, I yeah, think sure. the biggest decision... Well, I mean, this is one of the big decisions you make, but for me, it's always the easiest. If I was like, yo, fuck the council. <laughs> These guys are assholes. <laughs> they are assholes. I will say I saved the council. I did. And I did so because there's a line of dialogue earlier that I thought made a lot of sense, where the Protheans earlier, when you're talking to the AI, say the first thing that went down was our leaders. And as a result, we were left in chaos trying to reassemble. And I was like, that's a fucking good point. We need to save our leaders, whether we like them or not, because they need to lead us as a group through this. And I was like, fuck. I was also, I mean, I was thinking on the level of, like, if I save the council, they will let humans into the council. If I do not save the council, the other races are going to be like, what the fuck? And not let <laughs> us in. That was my theory. And start your um, own council with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> 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 that council already had blackjack and hookers. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, true, true. Plus, what if the council became the characters from the council? <laughs> like, think about it. Like, <laughs> oh, well, shit. then the second oh, council's God. dying as well. Oh, my God. 
Shepard's mother shows up. <laughs> Sister. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> this is so right back, you guys. Can you pull it back? Uh, Jay Wash is just a head dude, in a oh jar. My God. <laughs> like, like Futurama, you know? Just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for those new listeners out there, Jay Wash is George Washington. Uh, go watch the videos. <laughs> yeah. It's our console playthrough. It's troll as fuck. It's a good bad game, you know? Love it for what it is. Okay, cool, you guys. I. I think there's one more question for us to discuss right here. And I'm surprising all my guests with this. So fuck you. Or sorry, guests and hosts. Everyone. I'm surprising everyone with this. Fuck you guys. All of you. So here's how it's going down. I heard this discussion point brought up earlier where Gabe said to me, I don't know. It's it's in the air what we play next week. And I said, is it? I thought we decided Ori in the Blind Forest. I thought we had had a schedule and we put it down. And he said, yeah, that's true. But what do people are feeling? You know, they played the first games. I think it's worth a, a check-in. And I think it's worth a check-in. Do we play Mass Effect 2 next week? Or do we take a break and play a single-player game? I'm going to go around the circle. And I'm going to start with, fuck it, Zoe. Sorry. Um, what do you think? <laughs> Are you feeling like, yo, let's fucking go on this shit? Or are you like, yo, I need a break for a second. Holy shit, I, I did 19 hours of side quests in one day. I'm dying. Um, I need rest. Or are you like, let's see what Mass Effect 2 has to show. So I think I recall saying earlier in this podcast that I'm watching the season, or not the season two, but the second Mass Effect trailer right after this podcast, right? Like, All right, we have her answer. <laughs> I think I think that might be She's answer hype. enough. I mean, oh, well, as I bump my mic as well, because I'm too hyped Hell for Mass yeah. Effect Do 2. Hell yeah, do it. But, um, do it. But also, like, I was kind of getting twitchy fingers today on my computer and opening up mass effect 2 as well just to like start playing it i'm like what if i get just a little glimpse and i'm like no well i should wait wait for a post podcast whatever yeah. but so i would be down to go to mass effect 2 right after this okay so that's fair so gabe and matt i heard for the grapevine that you guys have already started mass effect 2 and just <laughs> fuck oh, the shit. podcast and, fuck the and by the grapevine do you mean on this podcast just today when they said that they had already started i mass wish effect that 2. was the first time i had heard of this fucking just <laughs> fucking bullshit let's put it that way um fuck the system fuck everything Look. um to my in my defense, all I did was import my characters. That's it. All you did is import all four characters and do like the first mission. That's right. That's nothing. That's not any. Uh, and and also Matt has gone to do it too. And so fuck. <laughs> Matt's the system. gone much further than I have. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Answer now. Listen, I I have I have a lot more characters <laughs> that I'm playing right now. Okay, I need to make sure I finish the game on all my characters. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, that's a it's it's a it's a three week game that I'm trying to do three times. <laughs> <In one Yeah. laughs> you're trying to get a head start. Look, I respect the idea oh of what God. you're doing. Do I respect the fact that you're not saving your impressions for the week? Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? I I am saving my impressions for you guys. Thank you. I've already I already know what happens, so I'm just enjoying true, it. True, How dare you true. enjoy video oh games? Oh my God. So. James, I hate to break it to you, but this is the this is the shit that they, people brought to me halfway through the week, and I felt pretty pressured because I sat there and I told Elena, I said, Elena, listen, I feel like we're disrespecting the Deliberations podcast. We made a whole podcast about it. We made a system about it. It seemed like we were going to do breaks in between. That was our decision making. Yes, I fought against it at the time because I thought people were going to want to play game to game to game. 
but this is what we decided on, so what the fuck? And James, how do you feel right now? What are you thinking? Ori in the Blind Forest next week? I feel betrayed. Yeah. I feel like we're never going to play Ori in the br- Blind Forest Wind now. Wind Wednesday, bro. I got you. Dog? No. No, 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 no. Whole You're podcast. Right. Got to play right. it. So do we shift all these games till afterwards? We get a little pinky swear in there, or what's the deal here? I'm okay with the pinky swear. I think that means it's done. I'm right. going to send a bottle just... of bourbon to your door. I say, I'm still down to play Ori in the Blind Forest, but... Don't you fucking back out of this shit now. No, 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 no. I'm saying... I'll, I'll, I'll take no, no, what I'm I can saying... get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe, send that bottle <laughs> yeah. of bourbon. Um, uh, yeah, we're playing... Okay, sweet. Um, <laughs> we found James's price. Accepted. Uh, backroom deals accepted. We can play this fucking game. That's we're riding this be train awesome all the way to the end of the week. line. Well, okay, <laughs> let's go. So I'm gonna put this out there. If we're willing to make an adjustment here, I will put it out there that I'm gonna be playing too much Valorant Dude. this week, and it play might with be me, hard please. for me to fucking please play with me. Okay, sorry, that's not Dora James. That's the beauty about Mass Effect Two and Three is that it's so much easier to pick up and play casually. Yeah. Oh, really? It's not a Thank grueling God. nightmare like Mass Effect 1. <laughs> but we did it, you guys. I'm Mass Effect 1, like, the last day that I was playing it, I was like, I really want to play Valorant right now, so we're just getting <laughs> through this. No, Liara, like, rolls up to you. Like that. Liara rolls up to you like, hey, I just want to talk about my emotions. And you're like, excuse me, stop. I need to play Valorant. <laughs> I have to go play Valorant. Okay, okay. I should okay. go. I have to okay. go. <laughs> So I'm going to say this. If we're yeah. going yeah. to deviate from the Deliberations podcast, that is reasonable to me. I have come to accept that. It was painful, but we need another readjustment period where we look honestly at the end of Mass Effect 2. And that's when we decide if people are burnt out, we take a week off. But if not, we finish the series. But totally it fair. seems like we've got Mass Effect 2 Sounds good. lined up. And honestly, I'm excited. So I hope all of you are excited out there. I think people and, are going to um, be very blown away by how mass effect 2 starts yeah i'm excited the trailers were sick and i can we i really oh recommend just a full orgy <laughs> just everybody <laughs> damn and fucking oh shepherd's like shirtless too and zoe's like yes like fucking yes <laughs> washboard ass <laughs> Oh my god, Shepard has those like crazy blocky legs that it's like, it's muscly, but they don't have quite enough polygons to like show yeah, it naturally, right. so it's just like huge. Yeah, for for those that accidentally picked Soldier on their first run through, now would be a great Agreed. time to switch. Thank you, Matt, for saying that. Sweet. I will absolutely okay, good do to that. Know. Yeah, even importing your character, you yeah. can you can change can you change genders do you know maybe we don't know i don't think you can change genders interesting interesting but Um, i will say if you wanted to make a different character uh if you have the uh, the genesis whatever dlc the interactive comic dlc now you can do it super easily Hmm. so you can basically just start a fresh character in two and then it'll show you like using the dlc you can basically just Make all the decisions in like yeah. 15 it shows you a, an interactive comic Mass book at one the universe where you can make all the important decisions yeah. from one in like yeah ten minutes. 
boom, new character. Without easy. having to play I want to make it. all important decisions in my life via interactive too, comic brother. book. Me too. <laughs> if only. With the guide on the other side, I yeah. agree. Yeah. That'd be nice. So yeah. we are at the point right now where we're going to rate Mass Effect 1. And I actually am going to buck tradition every single time I've asked a question. It's like, what? Let's go with the new people first. Fuck that noise. Gabe, tell me. <laughs> Mass Effect 1. I'm so curious. What the fuck do you rate this game? Like, you've talked so much trash, but you also love it? Like, I know you hate it game? when I do this, but I, I'm i going rogue, and I'm I'm voting uh, one and a half thumbs. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because I think this game perfectly encaptures one and a half thumbs for me, where it's like, the story is incredible, um, and there's a lot to this game to be loved. However, you also, you have to acknowledge the early era jank. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's a perfect, like a good yin and yang of the good and the bad of like great storytelling. I think in my opinion, captivating gameplay, but that does come with some of the gameplay being like interesting. Yeah. Old choices. Captivating as in you're stuck <laughs> yeah. in a wall for like 20 minutes. Like you're actually <laughs> Yeah, you get stuck in an elevator and you're like, hmm. <laughs> um, Really cool to, like, have a, a party you can change up and you can, like, you know, interact with them, hear their thoughts on things. Like, the the story writing is great. I think the character writing is really good, you know, minus some <laughs> some out-there dialogue choices. Like, Ashley wanting to show off her softer <laughs> side with poetry. <laughs> Reasonable. Jesus <laughs> but, Christ. Yeah, and then that comes, you know, with, like, the weird animations and... Yeah, some characters being poorly written. You're kind of like, all right. But, yeah, one and a half thumbs for me. Okay. And this is a special rating uh, uh, follow-up that no one else will get. But, Gabe, how does it feel to have everyone else playing your fucking star game? Like, your shit? We are in your shit right now. How does that feel? Is it one and a half thumbs and a gold star or just one and and a half thumbs? One and a half thumbs for Mass Effect 1. We'll probably get into gold star territory for the other two. But... Um, Damn, okay. Got it. Yeah, it feels good. I am also shocked that everyone was on board for playing all three of these games. <laughs> but I'm happy to know that, like, I was genuinely worried that people were going to play one and be like, fuck this game, fuck this series, fuck you, Gabe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's a real possibility that that happens, but I just oh, want yeah. you to know, Gabe, this sounds like a little sappy, but... I think everyone here on this podcast, outside of Matt, who has no idea what's going on, uh, recognizes that you have seriously gone out of your element to play a lot of fucking hipster-ass bullshit games that we love <laughs> here, and we're very thankful that you're willing to take the time to do that, and well, I, I think appreciate we're all that. excited to enter your wheelhouse for that's, a little That's bit. awesome, because I am also like, to add to that, I, it is nice to experience these games through this podcast that I would otherwise probably not experience. Yep, and I think we feel the exact same way about your games. Sweet. So it's exciting for everyone. Yeah. Um, awesome. Matt, I'm going to give you a little preface on what the ratings actually are so that you can disrespect me exactly as hard <laughs> as Gabe just did, um, which is there's a thumbs down, which means this game fucking sucked, bro. No one should play it. And then there's like a no thumbs, which is like, okay, it's really meh for me. I thought it was like, – I thought it went – in two so it's like like two thumbs down one thumb down meh one thumb up two thumbs up 
So at one point it was like that, and then I made like an executive decision, which was maybe questionable in terms of accuracy or value, which was... <laughs> you made an executive decision that everybody promptly... <laughs> well, here's the point. Yeah, exactly. Nothing <laughs> fucking matters here. Okay, that's the first thing I should have opened with. Nothing fucking matters. It's all bullshit. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to make is that um, nobody used two thumbs down because it was too negative. It was too like... Everyone was like... uh. So you were like, all right, we remove yeah. this. And then people started using it. I'll find a day to use it. it yet? <laughs> okay. Look, the point is that, okay, at the worst, it is less. Uh, okay. I can't believe I'm about to start with two thumbs down. Like, I'm about to unwrite all of my history just because someone said that shit. But okay. Um, so there's two thumbs down. This game fucking blows. One thumbs down, right? Obviously. Then there's no thumbs. Then there's one thumb up. Then there's two thumbs up, right? So that's like the general spectrum in terms of it's very easy to navigate, right? Like, it's just measuring how much you liked or disliked this game and you try to put as much together as you can you know you could say the mechanics were amazing but the story was terrible right and you have to try to average it in your mind which is very subjective but that's the nature of it and then there's the gold star which is to me this game doesn't matter if it's to other people but to me it was transcendent whether that means to you it was transcendent at the time or it means to you it's transcendent now the gold star is like, I want people to recognize this game and me work together, and I love it. Whether or not they agree, I don't give a fuck. So that's the thing. Two thumbs down, one thumbs down, no thumbs, one thumb up, two thumbs up, golden star, Mass Effect 1. Knowing that in the context, you'll have to do Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, and maybe they're different. What do you think? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. I think I'm going to have to give this a uh, two out of five thumbs. <laughs> no, it's Adam again. <laughs> no. Go in the Adam of this guy. No, 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 no. Stick with it. Stick Fuck. with it. I love oh. it. Uh, in, in your terms, in your terms, McCoy, I would give it a, what was it? No thumbs? Sure. Um, yeah, no thumbs. Was, yes, that a, was that one of my options? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a no thumbs. Um, but I would say 15-year-old Matt would probably give this four out of five thumbs <laughs> with a golden oh, star. <laughs> it's a disgrace. Oh, God. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally it's fine. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Right um, I, I just really think that what... Like, everything that was always good about this game um holds up and like is still amazing um mostly like regards with the story and um just like the world building that it does in the first game i think is really amazing but then now like 12 years later i'm actually aware of what combat systems should be like and how taking cover should work Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so looking back at it through this lens it's like okay yeah this uh a lot of this is pretty awful can i so, mention can i just anecdote for one second how i loved when the geth would create a shield in front of them and then get stuck in a cycle of going up against the shield and coming out <laughs> going up against the shield and coming out that or they would run away from the shield immediately after creating it and just die <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah they're like take cover go go right. go so yeah. Matt, in the context of all this jank there's a lot that holds up right yeah i think so awesome
Um, I think just the characters, especially Garrus and Rex, the boys. Yep. You know, they're still the boys even after twelve yep. years. Um, Ashley is still Ashley. You know. Oh, Captain. Um, <laughs> captain, captain, my captain. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I th- I think it's just it's a really good intro into the other games. I don't think you can really get as much out of Mass Effect two and three without having yep. played one. Agreed. Yep. And that is a question I'm gonna actually continue to ask throughout this series and or asterisk, maybe I'll forget to do that. But like I want to, which is like I know we're in the rating section, but like fuck tradition. Apparently apparently because the rating system is also a true disgrace right now. But like People who have just played this game for the first time, like, are you glad you played it? I think that's something you should comment on as you review this because there is an option in Mass Effect 2 because they had to create this option for you can just choose. I decide that the Rachni live and I decide that this happens. And, like, having played this game, do you think there's extra value? I mean, Matt just said there is. but And I think there is too, but I'm just curious what other people think. So we'll get there when we get to you. Um, Matt, any closing thoughts? Are you done? No thumbs. It's a in the average is right in the middle. It had so much bullshit, but so much goodness. And in the middle, it's just no thumbs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think no thumbs. I mean, you have to give two thumbs down for like a majority of the mechanics, but then <laughs> you know, two thumbs up for awesome storytelling and. Uh, I good see. Checks universe and building. Right, like our yeah. okay. So Matt. <laughs> Tell me, is there anyone you'd recommend this game to? If you were sitting there, like, is there a person that you would sit there and go, I think you should play Mass Effect 1 because you should get into this series. And why is it your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I would recommend it to her. <laughs> uh, who would I recommend it to? Yeah, just the image in your head. Like, okay, if you were this type of person, you okay. might like this game. Well, you know... I know we have one. I know of one of our viewers, um, Brennan. Whoa. I don't know if he's played it before, uh, but if Brennan, if you're listening, uh, I would recommend you pick up um, one and nice. two, and also three after you play the. <laughs> also, can you please five star us too? Like fuck it. Like while we're out here, just asking requests. Yeah. Like I yeah. just guess you should do that too. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. For Brennan, uh, I know he's a huge Star Wars fan. Um, he's really into the Old hmm. Republic. I think that this game would be um, really good for him in terms of the story f- for it and like kind of the all the lore. I don't know if he plays a lot of uh, shooters, even if it's third-person shooter. But I mean, you don't need a lot do of it, shooter yeah. experience to do it on. If you do it on game. casual, you get the basically the same experience. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I would recommend Learn it to Brennan. from Zoe, the smartest one among us. Everyone else picked at least normal and suffered, and Zoe did not. And <laughs> just learn <laughs> from that. Yep. <laughs> just a casual. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Speaking of regrets, <laughs> um, we're going to transition to Zoe. This is brand new to you. Like, what do you think? Like, is this a, a series you're excited about? This is Gabe's Bioshock in a way. Does that even seem reasonable? Where do you sit on that? No, so I think for the first game, I'm going to give it one thumb up, mainly because I 
I, I didn't come into this franchise with like, I don't know, a sour attitude. I, I, I didn't come into it expecting to be wholeheartedly into it though. Like I thought it was just kind of going to be cool, a cool space game, but I don't know. This series kind of proved to be a lot more than that. Um, I think the way that the story is told and a lot of story elements are kind of caught me out off guard with how compelling they could be. Like, like I was talking about last week, like a lot of themes in this game are surprisingly dark, but because of that, it really paints a three dimensional picture of every character, every main character that you encounter. And I do like the fact that you can, all of the people that you interact with have a good side and a bad side to them. There are strengths and weaknesses to all of them. Um, and I do like that, you know, roundedness of character. Um, and I don't know. I, I kind of am a, I admit I'm a little sad to hear that we're not going to experience the Mako anymore. <laughs> As jank as that was, I did really appreciate just yeeting myself <laughs> off a of cliffs and seeing if my car would, you know, <laughs> land face up or not. Did it? I'm curious. Did it? <laughs> so, uh, there was only one time where I got stuck belly up and I didn't really know how to get out of that situation <laughs> because also you can't exit the vehicle because you get the you get the notification of like your mako must be on like oh solid God. ground before you can exit the vehicle and i'm like technically i am just the wrong side up uh i just had to uh <laughs> i had to spam the jump button a lot and it eventually flipped my car back over but it was like surprisingly the only time in like the hundreds of times I tried to flip that vehicle where that actually happened. So kudos. Um, <laughs> would really appreciate it if they gave, you know, a player cam. So like you could drive the makeup, but also have a camera inside the vehicle to just see your members get jostled around. Like that would be really fun. Um, anyway, that's, just, that's <laughs> still comes faces, up to you. but the entire body is just yep. ragdolling. Yep. Well, yep. True. James. Yeah, true. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm not going to give it a two thumbs up because, yeah, the combat mechanics are a little jank. Like, the guns, my guy, when you first pick up those guns and you shoot them for the very first time, there's a lot of questioning that you ask yourself of, am I just bad or is it the game? Um, in this case, it was the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, true. But, um, you know, I, I'm sure that they probably will improve upon the combat systems in the future. Um, this one, though, was actually very, very jank, though. Um, but yeah, overall, very positive experience. My own personal experience, like, you know, for, for a game that I had to grind a lot of hours into, particularly into the second week, it did not seem like a slog to me. The 50th mini mini mission, yeah, that that became a slog, but that was my own personal doing, so I blame myself for that. Um, <laughs> but the actual game itself did not feel like a slog, so I, I love that you that. have the self-awareness to know that you tortured yourself. All right, um, James, speaking of someone who didn't torture themselves at all and rolled through all the side quests without doing a single one, how did this game play out for you? Uh, that's okay, I'm not sorry. true at all. Uh, <laughs> In the first week, I found 17 out of 21 of those weird crabs. Um, okay. Weird crabs. Reasonable. 
And also, I did I did most of the side missions that you can find in the Citadel before you leave. Um, I missed a few of them, but most of them. Uh, and then I didn't do a single side mission after that, except for the ones that I accidentally completed while doing the main missions. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd give this one thumb up. Uh, story is fun and well told. Um, and, uh, the janky combat is, if you're expecting a janky gameplay experience, then it's fun. Um, it's like mildly frustrating, but acceptable. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just generally enjoyed myself, uh, throughout this game. And then I generally enjoyed complaining about it to my brother on the phone. Reasonable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm exci- I'm excited to play the next one. I think that um if if I were a teenager playing this game, I would have totally loved it. I would have spent hours going to each planet and exploring them and finding the cool like stuff there and finding all of the ores and whatever. Um and I'm just not in that place anymore. Uh but yeah. Um, also, anybody that loves like digging into lore of a yeah. world, I feel like this game is just like peak nectar for <laughs> lore diggers. <laughs> lore uh, yep. diggers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then I guess I have left myself to close it out, and I will just say I am very excited for Mass Effect 2, and um, I'm pretty sure I didn't play it at all. Uh, or maybe a little, and I'm very excited about that. I think if you gauge my experience based on the uh, start of this, like the first half, maybe, maybe it's literally the first half or the first third, if I'm being generous, I was kind of like, cool, but I don't know. But the last third was on point. I was fucking in, and I'm in right now. And I'm in for Mass Effect 2. And I might be in for the series. Like, I think they've got something here. And whether or not it's a story that's been told already, um, I don't really care. I, I like to see it told in games. I like to see it told this way. I think they've got some cool stuff going on. And it, and the idea, the tantalizing concept that they improve on this and they learn is fucking cool to me. Um, I'm really glad we, we played Mass Effect 1. I... I'm really glad that we played it again. I thought it was going to have no value to me. I thought it was going to be true trash all the way around. Maybe some conversations would be good, but actually like they, they, they went for some shit here and I, I think they actually got places that I am proud of them for getting to. So I'm excited. I'm fucking in like Alana and I were playing here and the game was ending and we were sitting there on fucking discord with uh, Gabe and it was, it was fun. Like it was fun. Like and then I hopped in for a second, and you guys were like, "You yeah, motherfucker!" Yeah. James got in, and he was literally like, "We were like, oh my god, nondescript alien is shooting themselves." And then, like, because we were trying not to spoil it for James, you know. And then James was like, "Yeah, man, side quest result is really uninteresting." And I was just like, "James, get the fuck out of here," because <laughs> the point 
point is I truly did not believe that this game was going to deliver on its second half because I thought the jank was going to overwhelm it. And I think the first half is overwhelmed with jank in a way that um, really took me out of the experience. And I'm, I'm more than most willing to like work with the game. Like me and you are tangoing, bro. Like me and the game, we're going to try to make a good experience here. I'm going to do anything I can. But the second half was awesome. And I was impressed. And from Vermeyer out, I was like, dude, this is sick. And I'm so glad because I, I think often, especially with the podcast like this, where we only play for, say, a week at a time, there's often a concept brought up to me that says, what if we played this game for a week and then decided? And um, I look at that and I understand why someone would say that. But if you played Mass Effect for a week and then decided, you might choose to skip the series. But if you go further than that week, there's value. And that's what I'm excited about for this whole series. I, I think they've got something going here, so I'm excited about that. So uh, I guess I have to give a rating, and I think that's one thumb, obviously with some asterisk. That Out of just, five. One thumb, one thumb up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Good point, good point. <laughs> one thumb up because they delivered in a way that they, they spoke. Okay, if you imagine the jank as a barrier, that protects you from the experience and truly being in it, they were loud and clear through that experience to me. I thought through the jank, they had something going and I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. So, wow, we're into it. And we decided Mass Effect 2 and holy fuck and I'm ranting. Okay, let's be done. Um, thank you everyone. Uh, that was awesome. I'm so excited to play more. Thank you, Matt, for guesting on this podcast and being awesome. Thank you, everyone. Uh, fuck, like that's it. That's it. We're just doing it. She just ended right. that. Yeah, fuck. Fuck. Great, 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 great,